This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Scamway. I've been ripping off my neighbors for years, but you know, the type of scams I'm running are a lot of work and they don't always pan out. Then I came across Scamway. Immediately, I knew I had found the right guys because after I had made my initial $59 payment, my card got hit for charges in Malaysia and 10 other states before I even got my package. But I'll tell you this, they know what they're talking about. Look inside that package, definitely shut your card off. They know what they're talking about. These guys are the real deal. That's right, we will not discriminate. We will scam anybody, even the people using our app. You see all these patsies and marks walking around with these big fat wallets and you just can't figure out how to take that money and make it your own. Well, now it's easy with the Scamway app, the all-in-one scamming app. Simply download the app, put your information into our app and we will help you build your own scam that fits your needs. Perhaps a psychic mail order scam is what you need or a Nigerian prince emailing scheme. Scamway, there's many ways to scam, but there's only one Scamway. Scamway, a Popco brand. Hello and thank you for cracking another road soda. Rated the best podcast to ever be named Road Soda. <laughs> On this episode, be sure to file an insurance claim if you are locked in a garage of the... Wait. Mm-hmm. Guys, can we redo that? Nope. Nope. We're live. Going. We're live. On this episode, <laughs> be sure to file an insurance claim if you are locked in the garage of the house you are robbing. The Craigslist chronic is crispy as ever. And we get to hear everyone's psychedelic experience in our Millennial Book Club segment which is Have a Good Trip, Adventures in Psychedelics. That was fun. We all told our individual psychedelic experiences. And uh, also, if you guys have any psychedelic experiences, you can write into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com and tell us about that because when you do listen to the Millennial Book Club segment, which was pretty fun, we had fun. I learned a lot about everybody today. Learned a lot about Christy and her Mm -hmm. crazy mushroom trip. Mm Mm-hmm. I died and came back. You did. Better than ever. Mm. On top well. of the world. <laughs> well. well. <laughs> Guys, we are, this is the second episode where we're all together. We don't have a big long segment on this one. We just have our, you know, all the usuals. We have mm-hmm. a lot of fun stuff lined up. Everyone's staring at me like I'm going to do some kind of trick. I got nothing up my sleeve. Take your shirt off. You don't have to. Take sleeves. my shirt off. You, Justin. you know there's this level that we don't need to share (laughs) with everybody and thank you all thanks everybody for for showing up thanks everyone for you can also call into the show 706-200-1213 do you remember that time the can opener can opener called into the show Oh, I do remember that crazy guy named the can opener they call me the can opener I believe his name was yeah yeah. Crazy guy. Sometimes you get crazy people calling into the, yeah. to the show. I wonder what he's up to. We'll find out soon. Everybody, anybody have anything they want to say? Chomping at the bit? Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. For being here. Thanks being for being you. here. And being you. Well, maybe not. I'm going to not sign off on that one because I'm not sure. I, you okay. know, if I, I might not like you, but right. thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate the listen. And regardless, I don't know where you're listening to the show. Maybe you're listening to it on Spotify and it says this is episode 80 something. Or maybe you're on like Stitcher and it says it's episode uh, 
100 and something. Maybe you're on the iTunes thing. It says it's episode 200 and something. It is officially <laughs> episode 144. It's different, a little bit different everywhere, but that's that's Road Soda. We're just like an Amobius <laughs> podcast. I hope you're not never... listening in Thailand because listening to Road Soda is a crime yeah. punishable <laughs> by 240 years in prison. Which equating that in, in from Thai years to American years is... It's like five months. That's not yeah, that bad. That's not bad. No. <laughs> and they reduce it in half if you admit. If you confess, it's even less. <laughs> even less. A lot of great stuff, guys. Hope you like enjoy the show. But first... How about another word from our sponsors? This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Smuggle Buddy, the number one smuggling app. Download Smuggle Buddy and easily smuggle everything drugs, people, and drugs in people. With Smuggle Buddy, tracking your paraphernalia has never been easier. Know what's on the ground, in the air, and in the toilets at all times. Expense tracking, airfare, supplies like baggies and laxatives, all at your fingertips. I'm a mule, and I raise death every day from a rupturing drug-filled condom in my stomach. Last thing I need is a missed payment from my coyote. For mules, Smuggle Buddy is a game changer. Mules can pair with dealers and coyotes, track frequent flyer miles, and with the seamless payment feature, you will have your money before the last baggie hits the toilet water. Thanks, Smuggle Buddy! Smuggle Buddy, your one-stop shop for smuggling solutions. A Popco brand. We are here to bring you breaking and interesting news. Road Soda News. You won't get this anywhere else except for the places that we pulled it from. <laughs> we had somebody actually... I don't, I don't get what's so funny. I just don't get it. What we, we actually had somebody write in and send us something. and it's, uh, This article was sent to us by Chai Bafu, Discam. A seafood crimes judge in the neighboring town of Springfield, Thailand, from the, where this Okay. Place. Yeah. Uh, the moral of the story is don't fuck around in Thailand. It's not a place that accepts fuck around. Just. I think we all know that. I think we all know that. If you, like, they're, they're one of those countries that's like really hard on drugs and stuff. And um, this comes to us from CNN, so you know it's totally cool. <laughs> First line of fucking. Right? Ready? I was trying not to have a reaction. Two restaurants owner two restaurant owners have been Th- sentenced Thai to, restaurant owners. Sorry. Two no it just says just says two. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> ha! Two restaurant owners have been sentenced to seven hundred and twenty three years in prison in Thailand. It's like if you were sentenced to seven hundred and twenty three years in prison, what could make it worse? Thailand. Be in Thailand. Be in Thailand. Be in Thailand. After defrauding the public with a seafood promotion. Clearly, not okay in Thailand. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you deceive our seafood? Uh, What is That that seems harsh. I'm just going to say, just jumping in. I mean, if you were Thai, you would get it. You'd be like, it should be 750. Is that Thai years? Is it really like 18 months or something? They have the same time as we do? It's Thai with an H. Time with an H. I'm, it's always summer. Is it spicy, hot? I don't know. I'm done. I like where you're going, Justin. Uh, Apichart. Hold on. Let's let's. I'm just saying the Please. bot is worth like 
Five hundred to a dollar, maybe the tie years is, is oh is the exchange, exchange rate. What's the exchange rate in your time? Seven hundred twenty-three yeah. years. Next January, you get out. You're oh, like hardly right. twenty-three. That seems reasonable. <laughs> Ap- okay, so this is a name, ready? Oh, this He's is gonna trying. be fun. Let's <clears throat> read this. Apachar Bowen Bunchark, Bunchark, Bowen Baranchark, Bowen Bancharak, Bowen Baranchark. I did it right, guys. And here we go with Here we go again. Proposorn Bowonbon. And then I got an ad. CNN is very, very. I just, ad I just saw Vanna White and they went, I'm going to be. And Vanna's like, fuck. There's like, that's ding, all it is. Ding, 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 ding. Sold vouchers to customers that entitled them to use their seafood buffet at an extremely low price. But they later reneged on the promotions leading to complaints from the husbands of disgruntled customers. What? That's crazy. No, the husbands were extremely pissed. The husbands of the disgruntled customers were the lead plaintiffs. uh, Or maybe it was just the wives and the husbands. (laughs) I'm sick of listening to this. I'm going down to that fucking Thai restaurant, and we're we're clearing this shit up. Uh, Prosecutors said they were aware their offer could not be fulfilled. Oh, they so they knew right from the, mm-hmm. the beginning. <laughs> we knew it's like you get a subway commercial that a subway coupon that says like five dollars, and you're like, "What is this five ninety five plus tax shit?" Mm-hmm. Prasimar, <laughs> Prasimar, <laughs> Bowen Barinchar. Prasimar, this is the Bowen. last time you go back on one of your deals. I mean, that's what we're dealing with, right? They sold vouchers to say you can come back to our buffet yeah. for a cheaper price. And then reneged on that, meaning no, we're not going to. So, so these. what the voucher was, was like? Here's a voucher for three dollars. The buffet's worth ten. You just bring this. I'm selling it to you now. You can come back whenever, mm-hmm. and and you get the buffet. But every time they'd show up, they're like no, no seats left. Two packed. They'd be like nobody in there. <laughs> like that is that how the I don't these know. Are reserved. The reserve <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was possible to sell to sorry. It was it was impossible to sell such high qual- quality food as advertised. They argued in court, adding that defendants didn't have the intention to fulfill the conditions as advertised to the public. Imagine if if we we took this shit so seriously in America. You mean it's not as advertised? There's people that make their living coming up with bullshit fucking money off. Mm-hmm. That's complete bullshit. People make their living off that, and it's not illegal at all in this fucking country. Apparently There's- in Thailand. They've... Fucking 723 years. This is away. my favorite paragraph in this I whole want to hear statement. It. Got, yeah. The last one. Their sentence was reduced from 1,446 years. Is that consecutive, After sir? Confess. <laughs> confess. If you confess, we'll drop it. We'll you do you, you tell we'll us do right favorite. now, we'll cut it down from 1,400 years to 1,200 years. <laughs> you cut it in half? And then the fine, this is, you know, this is probably not as comical, but I, I find it funny. They were fined 1.8 million baht. Was Which is like about 12, 60 12, bucks. No. <laughs> no, it was 58,000. 1.8 million baht. So maybe the year, so maybe it is a year a year exchange. Maybe it is only like 10 years in prison. <laughs> right? For fraud. It's not that bad. Uh we it's have just, that's just kind of harsh, I think. Oh, you think? I think so too, man. That's that is uh these people what I want to know is that ad, that clickbait ad in the bottom, how the fuck they scrambling that many eggs? That's what I wanted You're to right. know. That if was you, a lot of eggs. If you guys check out the news article, yeah, all the damn. news articles are at the bottom of the show notes. When you go in the show notes, you can see, you can read along with us. There is an ad for a lot of eggs to scramble. Yeah, man. A lot of I'm eggs impressed. to scramble. All right, Wait, so this, I'm not getting the same ad. Huh? <laughs> yeah. 
You got to keep going. You got to go back a couple you times. Fucking you get peasant. There. What version phone do you have? <laughs> it probably can't even pick it up. They're not even showing you scrambled eggs. You chump. They must be just clicking on a lot of boobs because all the ads are like boobs, boobs. They know what you like. I get it. The next one is uh, I li- I put in quotations for the title apparent hole. So here we go. <clears throat> this comes from the mani the manichi the manichi. It's that Japan's Japan's national daily since 1922. Seventy. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> I wish I was joking. S- Seventy monkeys escape. East Japan Zoo from apparent man-made hole in fence. Fucking I mean, it's apparent. Nelly pandering is yeah. what this article is called. I mean, who else, who else fucking... Who, Could be who a monkey hole. hole. Yeah, okay. Monkey-made hole. Okay. You put, oh, the, if what, you they, got 70 monkeys what? in a room, they'll cut a hole. What? They opened the toolbox that I left in there. 70 They got monkeys. the pliers. They used the little sharpen. They cut a hole and escape. Yeah, the monkey. If they can it. write a classic work of, of literature... If 100 can write a classic work of literature, 70 can cut off. Would a I have read any of their work? I think it was Macbeth was written by a bunch of monkeys. Nah, didn't like it. <laughs> it's, not not their, it's not their best work. Yeah, not a fan. A total, a total of 70 Japanese macaque monkeys were found to have escaped uh, from their temporary enclosure at a zoo in this eastern Japan city after... A construction worker spotted a hole in the fence. He's got now, like the the bolt cutters in his hand. I don't know what happened. Now I can tell <laughs> I you. Um, I can tell you why they escaped. They're furious because we've been eating all of their candy. Yes. Because they're Reese's macaques and we've been eating all their pieces. Yeah. They're, so we're getting we're filing a lawsuit <laughs> against Hershey's. And I'm done. Yes. The. Uh, it's funny because macaques. In, in like Japan, they're like raccoons or squirrels. So it's kind of weird for like 70 of me, 70 of them to be locked up in a zoo. Wait, you don't do want to go to, you, in Japan, you don't want to go to a zoo to see macaques. It's like going to a zoo to see mas- oh, squirrels. I see what you're saying. It's like, dude, I can go mm-hmm. out in my backyard and see a bunch right. of macaques running oh, wow. through Pigeons? my garden. Where, where are the pigeons? <laughs> exactly. Is, there a, is, the pigeon in, is the pigeon show going on today? Uh, the finch, but yes, I did do this because. Uh, Nelly was like, I like the monkey segment, so mm-hmm. I assume because that's like a third of our listenership. <laughs> I'm just trying to <laughs> his monkeys. Yeah. Oh right, no. Well, two thirds of our listenership because um, Nelly likes them, and then we have the monkey population. The other, yes, that we the other like actual there. primate population. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then I don't know how much more of this story. I mean, how much more could they give us? Right. According to the zoo's operator, the laborer. How do they wrangle seventy monkeys? Do you guys ever see that? Never mind. Uh, according to the zoo's, I, I, I actually have some thoughts on, God, how, please. on how to wrangle seven God. monkeys. I want to hear. Go ahead. All right. This is the board meeting for 70 monkeys just escaped. We're sitting down because we're, we're going to have a nice, timely meeting. Yep. Right. Because it's nice. Figure, it's yeah. like, okay, so 70 monkeys in the road, go. Who's here's got what, an idea? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put mm-hmm. stuffed animals of kittens all over the city. Okay. And those kittens are going to be covered in powder that is a sleeping agent. So when the macaque inevitably kidnaps the kitten, because our previous mm-hmm. monkey news, as Nellie will attest, they all they, they all have involved kittens. Monkeys all have a soft spot for small kittens. I just saw a picture today of a baboon that was uh, holding a baby lion cub it had stolen. It stole it from a real full-grown tiger because... Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it's all a line cup from, from a, a tiger. tiger. That's the crazy thing. It hey, just didn't belong. Hey, hey, that ain't your baby. Adopt, they adopt. Your, stri- your stripes do not. 
bedroom, baby. Does not match. So he's a big no. So that's what you would do, and then whenever they're asleep, you just walk over, and I assume you just with like some kind of shovel. Like, I was thinking a shovel or yeah, a pitchfork. You just throw them onto the yeah. pile of monkeys. Yep. Bring them back to the do zoo. Do you remember whenever uh, in Futurama the professor was testing a headset that was killing a bunch of monkeys? And uh, Amy's like, we can't keep killing all these monkeys. There are heaps of them everywhere. And the professor goes, science cannot progress without heaps. And it's just like, <laughs> so good. All right, that I'm done. Really fucking great. Uh, so this, the very, very last one is not so much news. I was searching for our news and I happened across this like clickbait of like the 10 top mostiest most of the most. <laughs> right? Yeah. Actually, which, wait. Which apostle would you be if they were Games of Thrones characters? It's like, what? Spider-Man. What <laughs> is this? So the, the, actually, I skipped one on accident. I wanted to touch on this really quick because it is kind of an interesting story. And this one was also sent in to us. Wait, there's uh, so many fucking ads. Like, I don't, is there an actual story under this? I'll get to, I, I yeah, I, we're, we're going to go back one to a different one. It's the Rocky Mountain Gold, baby. Mm-hmm. Remember that? $1 million treasure in Rocky Mountains has been found, says Forrest Fenn. Did you guys hear about that story? I did hear about this. So what do you know about that story? Because this has been like an ongoing thing for a while where this guy was like, sure, there was some kind of lost gold up there and he was trying to find it. And everyone was like, "You're fucking just faking it, bro." No, he, no, 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 no. This guy, he, yeah, he, he hid he the one. Minute and everyone's it. like, "You're, fu-. yeah." He planted this, and he gave like two or three little clues, and and all these people were like trying to go out and find it. If, and he said, "If you find it, you can have it." I saved up all this shit. I collect stuff. It's like I'm old. I just think it'll be fun. That's and somebody cool is that like a hundred pound chest of like one, yeah, doubloons, yeah. I, you know, so. <laughs> I had just seen, like a month ago, the movie Rat Race. There's, there's a handful of movies that are out there like that, where through some mechanism, there's money somewhere, and a bunch of strangers are told, go get it. There's a treasure map. There's a whatever. And people run. And I just kind of like that phenomenon, because it's kind of neat. What was that? You you like? There was a show that you were trying to get me to watch a while back. Oak Island. The Oak Legend Island. Of Oak Island, baby. <laughs> yeah. Dude, That's you know that's like one of the top rated shows on History Channel. It's... It's that and Ancient Aliens mm-hmm. and something All classics. Else. I mean, this All is classic, shit that I would dude, totally gobble up. If do you, are you familiar with Oak Island? Never even heard of it. Yeah, oh. me neither. Oh, I, I love Ancient there's Aliens. There's this but. there's this island up in Nova Scotia that has transferred hands a number of times, but ever since it's like very beginnings. I think at any given point there's maybe like two or three people living on this island at once, and it was maybe only back in like the 1800s, and uh, there's always been this like lure of there's been treasure buried on this island. I don't know how it originally... Like a pirate or somebody yeah. who like buried like their fucking tr- their shit on this island. Yeah. Like 200 years ago or whatever. Now there's dudes in, 2000, in, in 2020 using like high-powered shit to like dig and but dig. There's, but there's this... They there's, feel it's like 500 feet down or something. But there's shit. no... There's like this mystery to it. So they, they, they cored down this one area and they found a layer of coconut and the layer of like concrete and then the layer of wood and they pulled it out and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, and then like so something is down there, and then when they started digging, all of a sudden they were down like twenty feet, and then all of a sudden something happened. And it just filled up with water instantly. What? And they were like, "What the fuck?" And they discovered there was pipe systems that ran from the shoreline all the way down, and when you broke a certain seal, it would fill up with fucking water. So clearly, there's something down yeah. there that nobody knows. And dude, it's been ever since like the early 1900s. There's it. They call it the money pit because these big entrepreneurs or, or uh, super fucking rich guys they buy the island and then they suck 
millions of dollars into like equipment and digging and dredging and they get fucking nowhere. They just keep finding new things that are like hints at what's going on, but they they have yet to like get to it. That is fascinating. It's fucking dude. There's a reason there's so it's, many fucking seasons that shit. I just love the idea that people are spending that much money to try and make but dude, what's what is it? Who put it there? There's no record of anybody putting. There's no There's, bounds to the fucking idiocy of people. But you know what? It's not about money. I mean, people want to live their life dude, doing that shit. They think the treasure hunt thing is a thing. You can only fucking search for certain treasures. Fucking treasure. There's not like hundreds of them. You know what I mean? Right. There's one treasure. There's one. So and this guy though buried the shit. He wrote in his book in 2010 a 20 line poem that kind of gave people the clues was, to yeah, where he it released was. a book. Yeah. And then. He did that 10 years ago. Actually, he wrote the book 10 years ago. He had buried the shit before that. And he just happened to get a... Uh, the man who... How the hell did he find... Like, the guy, like, texted The person him. who found it, like... The guy like, took a he... photograph and mailed it to him and said, Hey, I found the fucking thing. And he doesn't want his name mentioned. Well, yeah, because then everyone's going to be hot. Hey, you remember how good of friends we are, Justin? Uh, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, remember I'm how close we were? My mom is <laughs> right. sick. I can have a couple of rubies. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some fucking old <laughs> exactly what happens man that's why you never tell anybody you win the lottery uh but they think that the oak island thing is um there's a lot of people that think it's like the ark of the covenant that's buried down there there's like these there's like these clues where they Pandora's think box. they think that the the uh the the knights templar like sailed over there and like bar- dude it's because they find pieces of shit there that only trace back to like the knights templar this. dude it's really fucking crazy it's yeah. a really interesting story anywho so now now that brings us back to our final thing. It's less of news. It was just an interesting thing that I clicked on. And it was the top 10 most bizarre insurance claims. If you're looking at the email, there's 10, 6, and 1. Those are the most interesting ones. All the rest are kind of uh, lame. But I'm like, where's the article? This yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, it's, it's all junk. Like it's I've... all junk. You're right. I should have like screenshot it and saved it because they're really trying to fuck with us here. Yeah, when I was on my phone, sure. you know that it says, want to continue reading? That's where it was. It was right in Fuck that spot. Fuck you, New Jersey property casualty three six. Is anybody is anybody getting to it? Oh, I got nothing. No, but I, what was it? Because it was fucking crazy. Yeah, right? there was there was all all three of the ones that I I came up with or that were in here are pretty crazy. Well, guess we'll never know, guys. That sucks. I wish I wish I would have opened this beforehand. Here, yeah, let's I'm sure take, they were let's, bizarre. Let's keep talking about treasure and stuff give me like five seconds and i'm gonna try to i'm gonna look this one up on my phone because i think we'll we'll get it justin what do you know about treasure (laughs) all right what do i know about treasure about buried treasure buried um i you know i gotta be honest i don't have any fascinating stories did you ever bury a time capsule oh we did that in catholic school there you go tell us about your catholic what'd you put in there i don't know like a peace pole and what's a peace pole Pole. <laughs> Give you a piece of this pole. <laughs> a little prayer pole, like peace mm. on earth, written in like thirteen different fucking languages. We put all our our hopes and wishes and dreams. What was your we hope? Buried it and wish and dream for the treasure. Uh, for Did it come Jesus true? To save me. All right, guys. So the very first one. <laughs> good, good hope. Uh, so this is number ten. Ready? Burglary mishaps. Few people would get homeowners insurance with the notion to protect them from mental anguish after a burglar failed to escape. While on vacation, a burglar robbed a home and ended up locking himself in the homeowner's garage. After being trapped for a week and escaping 
When the family finally came home, like they opened their garage, we're like, finally! It opened up, they just see like some gaunt guy, like he lo- he's got like a he's like Tom Hanks, he's got a volleyball, and he's talking yes. to it. Right, <laughs> kill him. Uh, after being trapped for a week and escaping, when the family came home, the burglar filed an insurance claim against the owner for mental anguish. How dare you lock your doors on vacation? How dare you? But come on, how can you how knock much it out of a fucking garage? What do they have, like, 10-inch fucking oak doors? After two hours, I'm kicking holes through walls. I'm fucking finding pliers and breaking shit. Yeah, I, I don't know of a garage that doesn't have a door to the outside or inside. You know well, what it's I mean? It's like an emergency. You gotta have, yeah. yeah. Or like, a, yeah, an emergency opening. Of or the, the fucking button for the fucking garage door is right there <laughs> right. in the fucking garage. You're, you're right. You know, he was too stupid to get out of the garage, but smart enough to file an insurance claim for $1 million and fucking got it. Yeah. The isn't insurance company's like, they got us. He's got us. He's got us by the balls. Dude, isn't that just fucking nuts? That's... Greatest country on earth. Don't fucking don't take Umbridge at it. You can't, man. And then there's oh, the ads are coming back. They're fucking with us. If we can only make it to the to number six, here we go. Ready, guys? Can we have some kind of? Here we go. Gone with the wind. If you believe in aliens and fear being abducted, alien abduction insurance can be purchased. From the St. Lawrence Agency in Florida. Listen to that. That's only in Florida. That's some Florida <laughs> shit, dude. You know what? Welcome to the land of the from free here, and the fucking brave. You can buy alien abduction insurance, but where's like the pandemic insurance? Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. It is weird. No, no, no. Aliens, real. Pandemic? Don't get, don't get your hopes up. Uh, that a makes guy sense in St. Lawrence honestly. that will give you whatever type of insurance you want. You show up and you tell him you want to write a check. He will insure you from whatever you Dude, want. Dude, check out this crazy uh, this crazy plan that they give you. Ready? If you can prove you've been abducted, the company will pay you $1 a year until death or for 1 million years. I think that's a pretty fucking good deal. Stop. That's not real. It's a good deal. A dollar a year? dollar a year. Then a you go to Thailand for a shoplift, years. and when you get out, you have a nice retirement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's you... laughing now, Ty Judge? That's right. Does it carry on with you from, from life to life? Is that a part of the insurance plan? Gotta read the brochure. I'm sure it's very detailed. <laughs> Dude. For just, just, oh man, they're getting me now. Oh. Guys. He's like actively fighting a battle against spam and fucking <laughs> right. It's only, only a battle a millennial can fight. They put me out on the front lines. They know I could do it. Does anybody want a vamp? Anybody got anything to say? There was a, well, there was a show actually called like <laughs> America's Dumbest Criminals. And the one story I remember was a guy broke into a place through the roof through like a skylight and he couldn't get out. And the place was, he, he couldn't fucking break out and he had to call 911 on himself to have the cops come and fucking get him mm-hmm. the fuck out of there. It was like a pawn then, shop or some shit. I and then didn't he get some money too? Like he got... I don't know if he got money. money. William Shatner was the guy that, um, oh, that uh, emceed that. Remember Robert Stack used to do Unsolved Mysteries? Mm-hmm. William Shatner did Robert America's American Criminals. <laughs> do you remember whenever that type of show was so in? It was like 15 Dude. wildest animal attacks. You know, like yes. 10 worst building collapses. Yeah, what, what network was that on? Uh, what, Fox. True TV. No, it was on yes. Fox back Fox in the day. Fox really? They started. I think yeah, they like on my network television, on. like primetime, 8 o'clock on a Thursday or Friday night. They had like 10 worst building <laughs> Dude, collapses. I remember seeing... Ten worst building. How do you cops. pitch I was that? Like, I right, look. Who the fuck is watching? <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching? That's it? Actually, Who's I'm it? actually surprised at you because 
I don't remember that being a show. The animal attacks was, but uh, that was actually a Simpsons reference. They're what Lisa. No, I think. It, oh, maybe it was from the Le- Simpsons. Lisa's then. making fun of like walks in and uh, Bart and Homer are watching like the like just buildings fall down. So it might have been an animal attack thing that yeah. I remember. I literally remember seeing it. And I was just oh, like, it's called when animals attack. That's what it was called. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's exactly what yeah. it's called. It's not fifty. Yep. Because then it's you know when animals attack could be like anytime, day or night. And speaking of animals, nobody was afraid of the local pond until the goose showed up. He thought it was cool to poke this tiger. But watch what happens. Uh, all right, this is the last one. This is the last crazy insurance claim. A livestock farmer in the United Kingdom filed an insurance claim on his iPhone, which he lost one night helping one of his livestock give birth. He claimed the phone disappeared in the cow. And the insurance company paid out the claim in full. They're like, we're, we're not going to look for it, so just fucking here. <laughs> Jesus. Do you, you know, he was probably using the light. He's like getting up in there. He's got the light on his iPhone. And then it just did a lick out. <laughs> yeah, reverse, and, then he, and then he tracked. He went back to his, his Macintosh in his office, and he, he looked up Find My Phone, and it was just roaming out in the field. <laughs> you know what really kind of bothers me about these types of lawsuits is uh, recently I read about a lawsuit where a person had their dog off leash. So I'm walking my dog. My dog is on a leash and a person had their dog off leash and the off leash dog runs up to my dog who is on a leash and my dog on a leash is not super friendly with other dogs uh, and attacks this off leash dog. The owner of the off leash dog tries to separate them and gets bit in the process. I don't know if her dog had to get put down but it required a lot of surgery and she sued the owner of the dog who had their dog on the leash and won. Wow. What? Yeah. And so that really bothers me. So I've got a Chow German Shepherd mix and she's picky about dogs. That's... I know like immediately if yeah. it's like, like she's so good with puppies, yeah. but dogs, it's like she just might decide you're a fucking asshole. And I'm not saying my dog is a great fighter, uh, but my dog is an alpha she's like to the it. core. Yeah. Like I, I have like daily battles like if, if someone owned my dog and they were afraid of dogs, they wouldn't be able to control her. I got her from a shelter and she, she had aggression issues that we worked through and stuff. That what is I'm a very to say, slim demographic. People what, that are afraid of dogs that own dogs. No, I, I feel like they're... <clears throat> I feel like people who own dogs that are not trouble dogs are fine but like i think a lot of people yeah. are, are afraid of trouble dogs i'm like, a small dog person so when yeah. i'm like around big dogs i love dogs i'm not really afraid and i'm into the whole energy thing but there's just like this idea of this giant fucking jaw where i'm like nah, i don't know man like yeah, yeah like not. my dog like fucking pit bull yeah nobody yeah like my my dog will be trying to get in the far. trash <laughs> and i'll try to stop her and she stiffens up and she growls and she does this thing where she puts her mouth on you. She doesn't bite. Yeah. It's a warning. Yeah. And back the fuck it, off. Yeah. But if you back the fuck off, you lose. And you like, so when she does that, I've got you a lot. And he puts his forward. mouth yeah. on her. Yeah. And he holds yeah. his mouth. Yeah. Usually what I do is I scruff her, I roll her on her back, and I make her lay there for a minute because that's like a sign of submission. She teabags yeah. her. You know? And, I get that. Uh, she's much better now. I've had her for like three years. It's pretty uncommon now. But anyways, it worries me. You know, I walk my dog. Someone like, people let their dog off leash all the time where they're not supposed to. Well, people you know just walk up was... and start petting your dog without fucking oh, yeah, asking. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? That's how you get bit, bitch. Dude, this lady let her daughter run up and kiss my dog on the forehead. Stop. And... Dude, luckily my dog is really good with kids and puppies for some reason, mm-hmm. but I was like, if you grab, if an adult human grabbed my dog by the face and tried to do that, she'd be like, 
you know dude you know if if your dog was in uh if it was this was in pennsylvania your dog would get the um death penalty. no your dog uh the That's dog off the leash would get would get the thing because there's a, a on the leash law for dogs well there's a leash law here too really yeah and people just don't follow they go to parks and just like i go to marina jack's uh, not Marina Jacks, but the park like over the bridge, you know, mm-hmm. and people just let their dog off leash and they run up to Willow and I'm always like, all right, this is either going to be good or bad, you know? That's what happens. I mean, so I work with like insurance claims and shit like that. And oh, there was yeah. this one where uh, this lady's dog was off, uh, was off a leash and it got hit by a car and it damaged the car, but the dog died. And the insurance company is, uh, she's liable the dog owner. The dog owner is liable right. because because the, the dog was off the leash. So now you gotta now you gotta call this lady with the dead dog and be like, hey, you also owe like a thousand dollars for the damage done to the car. <laughs> Listen, you know Aww. you can't let your dog. Now I feel bad that the dog's dead, but you can't just you let can't your feel... dog run around. No, you can put it on a leash. Mm-hmm. Put your bitch on a leash. Put your. Mm. I get it. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> we can, it's so funny. We could talk about a million insurance situations. There's so many. We are. The fucking America is a million monkeys on a million typewriters doing stupid shit. I remember driving on 41. I looked down for one second to fuck with my YouTube and some fucking. Uh, that, yeah, that's. Um, you YouTube? Did YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Time out. It was like two seconds. And this, like, no, 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 I'm not concerned <laughs> with you adjusting. It was like I'm... trying to run across six lanes of traffic and the kid in front of me was like 17, never drove a fucking car. The, the dude was like way the fuck up the street. But he just saw it and he locked him up and I fucking tapped the back of him. And I'm like, I literally looked down for one second quick enough that I was like, ah, dude, I just fucking hit. It was like three or four years ago. Right. It sucks because like you go through years without having shit happen and then you fucking hit someone. And I'm like, okay. So now can it. we actually address like, were you watching YouTube? <laughs> I, I say YouTube. I meant, I Look, meant dude. Spotify. Now that I those ASMR oh. videos, those ASMR videos aren't going to watch themselves and they just <laughs> soothe me when they drive, when I drive. I just like people unboxing things. I was trying to switch to Spotify, and my kids were in the car, too, so they were like, Eric Dad, the don't ever give us mm-hmm. shit about fucking with stuff when you're driving. Cause... But I'm like, I hit the guy, and I'm like, God damn it. I see this guy running. I'm like, why are we stopping 100 yards from the fucking corner of Stickney Point and 41? Because this fucking idiot just ran across the street, and it only happened because this kid was a fuck. My favorite Lordy. part about this story is, after we get into the accident, the kid's like, I go, dude. I mean, I banged into your car. There's not really much damage in your car. The front of my car is a little fucked up. I'll probably get it fixed. And he's like, hold on. Uh-huh, grandma? Oh, what do you Stop. think? And then he goes, my grandma said I should call the police. And I went, Your grandma's okay. right, but fuck her. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so the fucking cops come, and it takes like a fucking hour. They give me a ticket. I'm like, I rear-ended him, so I'm going to get a ticket. And then like 10 minutes later, they go over to the kid, and they're talking to him. And he comes over to me and goes, so I don't have my license on me. So they give me a ticket for that. And he like... Sucks for you, puts kid. Puts a ticket towards me. And I went, dude, get the fuck out of Eat here it. right now, kid. Seriously. There's a cop right over there. I go, why don't you fucking call your grandma? And Ooh. have her pay the fucking ticket. Come on, man. <laughs> That's what you fucking... Can you imagine the gall on this little fucker? He's like, hey, man. My grandma said you should pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> now that is... Some motherfucking news. Ooh. Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon, the Panhandler's premium beverage. You've been standing on the corner holding a cardboard sign all day. Finally, someone throws a couple of dimes at you. It doesn't matter that it was high schoolers who just needed something to hit you with because now you can take that break you deserve and get yourself some Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon. 
But my, I've been, I've been standing on the side all day, and the caterpillar is moving. And I, I, I don't know the elementary spot. And you can tell because Gene Shalit doesn't play bingo anymore. That's why I drink Billy Bums. We put it on the bottom shelf because that's where it goes. Billy Bums bottom shelf bourbon. It's the cheapest. <laughs> Craigslist chronic. That's right. Getting down on the Craigslist. That was chronic. a great story offline about LARPing because I had no idea you were that into Smash Brothers. Thank you for very into us. it. So next week when we do this segment, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a '90s style West Coast hip hop beat with that very particular synth. Mm. You know it, like. Thank you. Oh my god! I'm, so we're gonna I'm have a Craigslist Craigslist chronic. Jingle? Uh, West Coast Jingle. <laughs> oh, baby. You guys heard weekend. it here first. Yeah. Nice. I can't It'll be dropped. Wait. I can't wait either. And for those who have listened this far and don't know, you also created the intro to this. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Podcast. Dude, I was in a huge... There's this uh, gypsy, gypsy yeah, jazz that. musician. His name was Django Reinhardt. And he was a Romanian gypsy who traveled around and played jazz. Are there any other kind of gypsies? <laughs> hey, got him. And uh, um, I think... Uh, much like, you know, Americans stole from, like, people of color. They also, st- I mean, he's, uh, you know, to an American, he's, an, you know, a foreigner, right? And they stole a lot. So he really inspired jazz in, like, the 20s and 30s for how Americans play it. Okay. Anyways, I was really in this gypsy jazz phase, and that's why it has, like, Dude, it was perfect. Yeah. Because we, we were doing this web series. It was, like, 2011. And I remember, like, kind of explaining to you, I was super into, you know, Seinfeld at the yeah. time and and not so much workaholics my friends were into workaholics but uh it's always sunny like all those yes. pure sitcoms where nobody ever changes it's just oh, every yes. episode's and different. it was the it's always sunny thing I was like I wanted to have kind of like a timeless feel yeah you I was know? like this yeah. kind of upbeat yeah. and when you played it I was like this is fucking perfect yeah and actually I remember Isaiah gave me some really good feedback the first round didn't have the shaker or not the glockenspiel. It didn't have the glockenspiel bell, and it didn't have the fish rib. The, the, the fish rib. That's what it. That, yeah, that's what Isaiah it was. was like, "This is good." And I don't remember what his feedback was. I could probably find the email, but like for not being a musician, Isaiah was like, "This is where I want it to go." And I was like, "Oh, I can do that." And then he, he, <laughs> he awesome. sent it back. It had that fish rib, and I was like, "This is this it." This is it. And I was like, that's <laughs> the thing. Four hours live of Isaiah, one man conducting Justin. It was yeah, crazy. It was he was beautiful. like this <laughs> sweat pouring. Like no, again from the top. It was like fucking. There was. What the was that? The drum movie now. Drumline? Oh, dude, no, that was a good. Movie. <laughs> like, wow, that was your reference. <laughs> that was a great fucking movie, dude. I'm gonna be well, Whiplash. 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 Everybody knows yeah. Whiplash. Isaiah was yeah, Whiplash to Justin. Definitely. I don't know. What no idea. So, the, guys, I, this week what we did was uh, just left it the same because there's no shortage of New York City, and every once in a while, that area out in uh, what was it called, Joshua Tree, we've been getting some. I don't remember who had what, but everybody. I sent an email to everybody, mm-hmm. so we all have something. They were, of course, some of them. Here's here's a good one. This this guy said, just broke it down, real simple. Forty four years old, toured with the Grateful Dead and Fish, because okay, you, you you can't do one or the other. Hitchhiked across country, homeless for a while, owned some business in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's a big change. 
I went from homeless to owning a business. No, I just skipped the no, house. He did not own a Is it business. The miracle pillow guy, my pillow guy. Dude, yeah. He didn't I was own smoking crack. Business. He owned some business. I yes. owned some fucking business. I didn't even know what I owned. Right. I gave this guy. The, I just had a cut. I just let the checks come in. No clue what they were doing over there. I was in Indiana. I said, "No, lady, that's my business." Hey, I got some business in Indiana. I checked it off. Moved on. Now he's a motivational speaker. Step one: be homeless. Step two: own some business. <laughs> this sounds like a look. That's right. It really does. And then, uh, so after own some business, and we kind of backtrack. Uh, drug addict, homeless again. A look. Yeah. Restaurant manager. Drugs. <laughs> it all makes sense, doesn't it? Was Definitely it con- after, after restaurant manager drugs is a con- dude. This right. list just—I can't fucking wait. This just delves. Yeah. Uh, so it's restaurant manager drugs again. Was a carnival worker. Is it weird that I can relate so much Yikes. to the carnival worker? Yeah, to the whole bit, babe. I never knew you were a carny. And then drugs again. You know, it sounds like this list is mostly just drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then it says there's a lot more. I'm sure it's just drugs, 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 drugs. drugs. <laughs> Sent an email on Craigslist. Drugs, thirty five bucks. Exactly. Um, let's see. There's uh, here's one. I have a crazy story about life. Wait, that guy could be interesting. You you wrote back to that guy. That guy? Yeah. With the the hitchhike, dude. There's like the, the, four or five emails that came through about people hitchhiking and and drugging and deadhead and the fish follower. And I'm probably not gonna get very. Yeah, there's I a lot. Was deadhead or awesome. fish? Like me too. You know what? No, dude. He was both. Pepsi and Coca Cola. He was playing both sides. And then there's this other weird group where it's like the strange cheese incident is their jam, and it's like listen, right, this was right. like a lot of years of my life. All cheese of the incident? Above. Yeah, lots of cheese, lots of dead, lots not of fish. Really. I've, yeah, I've, I've been to a lot of shows. I've seen them. And string cheese is not my favorite. It's not my favorite either. It's really not, but it's just kind of like a part of the scene. You know yep, what I mean? You like it because yeah. it gets so weird. You have like the dead, then you have fish, and it gets like dra- uh, jamtronica, yeah. and then you get like yonder and a bunch of bluegrass, and everybody loves these like diverse musical groups. But everybody loves acid. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all a bunch of fucking wolves. Oh, you right. know what? I meant to tell you last time because uh, uh, you mentioned the Grateful Dead. I used to be. You know, in, in music, I've gone through phases of, like, what Me I'm too. learning. Me too, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, what I'm listening to, but also, like, what I'm learning on the actual instrument. Mm-hmm. With their huge Jerry Garcia phase, and one of my biggest, like, uh, not, like, I guess accomplishments as a musician was, like, learning uh, Help on the Way. That, like, dude, that is my favorite dead song of all time. Get the fuck out. Sorry. And I learned that. that Dude. Into Slipknot. Yep. Exactly, yeah. And then they'll play, like. I think Franklin's Tower too. Sometimes mm-hmm. Franklin's Tower help on the way. Yeah, down. and I learned that, and uh, that was one of my biggest accomplishments as a musician. Uh, uh, I still look back on it. I mean, it's not like a super no, challenging I, thing, but it's it's no, intricate yeah. and it's beautiful. Yeah. And, oh yeah, man. People don't. I, I didn't a lot know of people that about don't you. Get get those bands, but then I you hate Slipknot. Slipknot. Like, that's different. So many possible no. every fiber level. I hate Slipknot. <laughs> I think the fucking hate them. I was gonna sing that "Wait and Bleed" song, but I can't remember the lyrics. So all right. I think it. Ha- I think it goes "Wait and Bleed." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, so there was another one ready. <clears throat> I have a crazy story about my life. More than half of my life, I traveled by freight trains and hitchhikes. See right there. Next one down. Uh, lived on the street. Do you think they own a business next? <laughs> well, it's some business. I was a partner with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe it's like a uh, maybe it's like a Charlotte's Web. Like that's some business. You know? <laughs> right. Oh, I get it. Watch my friends and family die. That's some business. <laughs> that? Yep, nailed it. Oh, because that was that's what they went. They went from lived on the street, watched my friends and family die, lived a intense life, and now I'm pregnant, doing awesome. So, <laughs> real. That's. 
I guess just getting pregnant makes you turn around. I feel like this last. I mean, it's twenty twenty. Greg, it's twenty twenty. I know. I mean, it could be. I know they're herber herbos, her- not hobos. Herbers. <laughs> What's his last <laughs> sentence? Uh, I you was know? I was wondering if you were paying per hour just thirty five dollars. Well, oh, here we go. Doesn't sound like everything's too awesome. Are there and pan hymns and panhandlers? Do this that? <laughs> I think there is. There's panhill them now. Pan, it's pan yes, handle them. It's a hard word to say. Uh, these, yeah, I mean, that's kind of sad, but you know what? That's Craigslist for you. We, we know what barrel we're digging through. Um, actually, Justin, because this is the one I just scrolled up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you read, can you read yours? Here's the deal. <laughs> if you're paying them $35 for a potential interview, yeah, I, I want a $5 finder's fee for reading this story. That's what I'm saying. Where's my cut? All look, right. I'll give you, look, if you go and bring your friends, I'll give you 200 bucks. Okay. <laughs> now I they looked give, at Greg. I was waiting for Greg. Now they give hand jobs. Is that gonna be a problem? Well, well we don't use the word hand jobs. Listen, I'm just telling you these. HJ. They're trained. These people are trained. Okay. If you roll over, they're gonna give you a hand job. Well, I mean, you gotta turn over. God damn it. Well, you gotta turn over. All right, you ready for this, guys? I'm ready. Make sure you're talking right into Godzilla, there, Greg. I'm not even talking. I know, but sometimes you're like saying, but you're like ten feet away. My bad. Hello. Yeah. Exclamation point. <laughs> I'm not sure my story fits under the categories you describe, but I figured I'd give it a go. My name is Lucas, and I'm a 20-year-old musician slash producer who tried to move my life across the country to L.A. about a month prior to the arrival of the pandemic. Having just graduated college three semesters early for recording near Nashville, Tennessee. I, I wonder if he's trying to say three semesters earlier or if he really just excelled through his program right. what, what is what is he trying to show to us because he's shown us two things one that he's a musician and two that he's really smart yes yeah exactly <laughs> um but he made the journey he was hoping to eventually network his way to success while working a day job waiting tables the classic classic, LA story. classic. classic you know tale. i'm actually an actor do you think he's like a? <laughs> right. that's right do you think he what kind of music because he's from nashville do you think he's like a country music guy so I'm a, no he's not a country <laughs> music guy and i'll tell you why because if he was he would stay in nashville because yeah. that's where that scene is like the old grant like, yeah like I, I recognize that there's certain meccas for stand-up comedy or certain meccas for music but if you want to make it in the country any kind of like bluegrass country folky stuff like you Nashville is the place stay to Grand Ole Opry yeah. at least and mm. Nashville is probably a good place I arrived in the greater LA area in the middle of February February sorry I just watched Seinfeld and it's an <laughs> episode where he's like where's the brew why is there an R um and began the job hunt immediately hopping from an Airbnb in Roland Heights to living under a set of stairs in a closet in Hollywood for the month of March so you turned into Harry Potter yes <laughs> Around the end of March, the stay-at-home order was enacted, and my job search still wasn't going that well, causing me to really evaluate where to go. Do I give up and drive back home? How much do I really want to expend my savings? Will the industry I want to get into even open anytime soon? That is crazy to think about. That is really crazy. I just wanted to get a job, and now no one's touring, no one's recording, right? And that's when I made the decision to move to the middle of nowhere in a desert in hopes to wait out the effects of social distancing. I found a really great deal on an RV up in Trona, California, about an hour and a half south of Death Valley in Searles Valley. Days before heading out there, I had my car broken into and $400 worth of music gear stolen. I kept my attitude positive regardless as it could have been worth. Come on, Lucas. Wait a... <laughs> Dude, it's already hard <laughs> enough to, to like go and... fucking life. I know. It's already hard enough to like chase a dream mm-hmm. and go out and like do something like that. And then you get there and they're like, all right, everybody, 
lockdown, something that's never happened in history before. Yep. Fucking buckle up. Tough this timing. Tough yeah, timing. tough timing, bro. <laughs> Jeez. I ended up living in the desert for two months without internet cell service and had the wildest time. As an Easterner, the whole concept of it is still somewhat foreign to me. I encountered snakes, donkeys, jackrabbits, who apparently like to listen to Skrillex. Okay, so he makes EDM. Oh, here we go. He's an EDM producer. That's why you left Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) And created more music than ever. As of yesterday, I actually just drove up to Las Vegas in hopes to save money and make life happen up here until the music industry recovers. While I do wish I was still in Southern California, the move just makes a lot more sense for me right now. There are a lot of other details of the story, but that's a summer summary. If you're interested in interviewing me, please let me know. Sincerely, Lucas, last whoa, name whoa. redacted, whoa. phone oh. number redacted. Oh, I got nervous. I should just trust I know, you. I like, just, you. Justin, <laughs> Justin, what are we doing? Because life is on I just wanted to fuck with Isaiah. <laughs> you did. You worked. Uh, I, should, I can't believe I didn't fun. trust you, Justin. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel for Lucas. I hope he makes it out there. Me the too, man. Yeah, nice guy. I, really I like him. He, I'm going to watch like... him on American Idol Death Valley. I mean, what do you think he's really coming from, though? <laughs> EDM Idol right. Death Valley. EDM right. Idol. He's gonna These start. jackrabbits are <laughs> connoisseurs of EDM, and if your drop doesn't hit, their ears don't flop, and you can get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Next week on EDM Death Valley. Lulix, what was his name again? Like Lucas. Lucas. Last name redacted. Last name redacted. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas, last name redacted too. Tell us, what gives us your, your inspiration? What's your technique for creating your music? Well, you know, the Jackrabbits have the best year for fucking techno. So I, if they don't like it, if they're not thumping their foot, no one's going to like it. <laughs> That wasn't as good. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you for letting me go on through. <laughs> hey, that's almost the bit you just did. I know. Did I just do the same exact thing? I just thought it would be cool if I did it just the same but a little different. <laughs> the, the improv approach was better. All right. What's next? Am I going to the Yeah, next Greg. Mr. All right. Mr. Jesus Christ. This is, I'm sorry. This is all caps, and the lady's name is Laura. To whom it may concern. Yeah, all cap. Take note. Who who does that? Oh, it's literally all caps. Yeah, she never. It's very special that. person types yeah. of all caps. Well, all right. I don't know how personal we can get with it, but that's fine. <laughs> I have many stories. Really, how much time do you have? Do you want good stories or bad? Let me see. My father was married five times. Married my mom's sister. Can I stop you right there? Sure. That's about <laughs> 15 times less than the most on this on this segment. Oh, we've had some Remember that the, there's a lady uh, that, t- uh, that emailed in and her mother was the most married woman in the United well, States. Well, that's not like fair. Five. She literally was like the most married. She woman. was the most. She, she, she was married was like, right. what, 25 times? That bitch got married. How many times did she pick up? How's that even possible? She got married again. God damn it. All right, well, let's get down there right now. We got to do it. I ain't going to let her be in the Guinness book. Well, what are we going to get her this time? I, I don't know. We bought her a fucking toaster oven last time. Yeah, no, we got to bring all the gifts back so people can meet us. God damn it. <laughs> it's what a fucking... There's the logistics of it is like the most mind. Someone is it really is. Like, how's it possible? How is it possible? Someone is living that life. They're in behind someone at the grocery store or in front of them, and they're like, what... What? Oh my! We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> Number fifteen just won't stop blowing me up on te- on on Facebook. Number sixteen. I think I like sixteen again. Number- <laughs> now, does the marriage count towards the Guinness record thing? If they're if double married, the the repeats. We we yeah. had it. We Got thought about to, that. Right? That's why we I wanted. We should it. ask her on. We're gonna. That's ask those one of the most interesting concepts to me in humanity. The people that get married to each other 
More than once. Maybe there's like three times out there, but like, you got married, you got divorced. What the fuck? Yeah, How'd you get back? Give it a go again. Here, you you can you can find out. You can just go inside the house there and ask uh, my parents, and they'll explain it to you. They're fine. I don't think they, they were they were long. they got divorced and they got remarried. Wait, you about? Oh, your parents? Did yeah, not that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they got divorced for a year when we lived in New Mexico. Are you being got, serious? All right, all right. So time out. No. Time out. <laughs> well, technically. <laughs> They were totally divorced. I did 100%. Not know that. I was at their second wedding. <laughs> their well, first I'm wedding. I'm really gullible. This isn't very fun. I'm not joking. Yeah, I don't feel like he's joking. I just, I'm like really surprised that I've never heard this before. I feel like that would be. You think Barb would I've just I feel like out of all the times I've been barbed and the hours and hours and hours of in depth conversations it just shows about you everything. Out of all the things she does tell you, how much more Especially she has Especially about left. Poppy. Everything she tells me about Poppy mm-hmm. every single time that we hang out, how that was never brought up. Bring it up. I'm sure she's got another three hours wait. for you. Sorry. I got to feel like, though, one year and then they get remarried again. I mean, I guess it technically does fit. I'm thinking about people that, like, you know, she marries him, then she marries him. All right, oh. fuck this guy. Then she comes back. <laughs> back. The, the, the hopscotch. You know what I mean? People, I think, get separated and they, you know, they're more completist. They're like, no, fuck you. I told you that. I'm, I'm following through. Then we'll meet on Wednesday and we'll fucking Do you it. think in the lady that we're talking about with the 20 marriages, she went to one, broke up, went back? Then went back again, like bam, bam, bam. I have a feeling we're going to find out shortly here. All right, let's talk about this. If it's possible. So my father was married five times, married my mom's sister, divorced. I was raised being told mom was dead till I met her when I was 17. By a weird coincidence, my mother's father ran into my dad at the airport and found us. Or... So, what? I mean, yeah, we, I we all lost. follow that. So yeah, let's can go you, with can four. You, can you explain it? <laughs> now we're jumping onto entirely everything. Or the about how I was kidnapped and raped when I, as 19... I'm just going to fix this. I, just, I'm you can read it, it as is. I think now, we get it. <laughs> raped when I was 19 and stalked for over three months till the whole North Hollywood Police Department went on a manhunt and caught him and tried to link him. Link him? Hmm? Link him. To, oh, link him to a murder. Okay. He was given 17 years in jail. Did she spell link him in one word? Like L-I-N-K-U-N? <laughs> she put in tried to link him, comma, <laughs> okay. to a Com- oh, She used a comma, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, so, all right, I mean, what else we Hollywood manhunt, that's fun. Or, when I married a cross-dresser, found out nine years into the marriage. Uh, all right, I suppose that's... That Is could that be the appropriate like term? Song. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, maybe I mean, she. It's her term. We're not, we're not. It's more like a dabbler. Dabbler. Right? dabbler. I appreciate that. I mean, unless they really didn't spend a lot of time together. Nine years. It had to be someone just kind of dabbling. Uh, found out nine years into the marriage that he was meeting people. Yeah, nine years into the marriage, about the crossdresser, that he was meeting people on the sly and wanted to be a woman. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So, so he's meeting term. guys on the sly, or is meeting girls on the sly and want to be a girl with the girls? People. Oh, just He's people. Them. All, all of them. There's a show about that where, it's like on TLC, I don't remember the name of it, where like a spouse just one day is like, tells the other one, I want to, I, I, I want to be a woman now. It's pretty rough. That's they, a they, show? That's intense, Yeah, there's a show. They, they talk about it a lot on uh, your mom's house. It's one of those reality nice. shows. Pretty screwed up stuff. Screwed up something. This, this lady has one more. One more or. One more or. She's got a lot of. Actually, this one's really cool. This is one line, then an or. Maybe my life in Dubai. Boom. <laughs> or the year that my relationship went south after seven years. My father passed away suddenly from stage four cancer. Then I got a 
of women get it, throat and tongue cancer from HPV, mm. 16 squamous wow. cell How do you cancer. think you get that? I think only 3% of women. <laughs> no, dude, like everybody has HPV. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like one of those things. That's fucking wild. Yeah. So, yeah, what she just said there. Had surgery, <laughs> then my dog got liver disease and diabetes, depended on insulin. You know, I feel that one's just kind of pork barreled in with the rest. <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, she's just kind of laying that on and be like, why not? It's fucking it's a bad thing. It's almost like extreme of consciousness and a very troubled fucking consciousness. Yeah. Or she was just watching TV and shit just flipped and she's like, all right, throw that She in. turned it on that one TV show. My life, this is, this is a typo I like. My life has been one crazy ass story. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you are interested in talking to me, my life could easily be a movie. Oh. That's However, we are a podcast, so hard pass. Hard pass. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe get a story about wanting to, uh, about a Ferris wheel. Turn that, <laughs> turn that into a movie. I think she could be. I mean, for Christ's sake, whether she's delusional or not, I mean, that could be interesting. Do you think she would yell the whole time on the podcast, based um, on how she types with all caps? I think that you are a audio wizard, and so we would have to deal with it in studio. But I think you could make your magic and turn her verbal caps down right. to regular <laughs> regular words. Yeah, I do want to hear about the Dubai thing. What if we just cut away? We message her and we say nine hundred and seventy-five about- words. The five that were my life in Dubai <laughs> right. was the one that you wanted. Tell us about your life in Dubai. <laughs> right. Everything else. How'd you get there? Why'd you stay? And uh, see, dude, these are all really pretty interesting, aren't they? Yeah, I like all of them so far. These are like some of my favorites. I'm usually right. really disappointed and let down by the lack of juice. The last of, ju- of the juice? The lack of juice. juice. Yeah, everybody else's pitch is fucking lame. Lame. Yeah. Told what you about- we need to go on Moisha's list. She wants more juice. <laughs> more juice. That's why I put this one specifically out in Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn. A very small little tight area. All Hasidics. Makes sense. I didn't. Uh, not huge, not huge on Craigslist. Believe me. Not huge on, they don't like. It's for some reason they never message on Saturday. They literally at all. tell stories to Craig and he puts them on. <laughs> this episode of Road Soda is brought to you by White Castle PCS. White Castle PCS. Your favorite fast food restaurant now offers even faster cell service. Come in for the royal treatment, the sack of sliders and a cell meal. It's the only meal that comes with a smartphone, the Whiteberry. Whiteberry is the fastest fast food smartphone on the market. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited taste. White Castle PCS offers cell coverage within 20 yards of all White Castle locations. Text using white tap and you get 25% off our mouth-watering slider sacks come for the sliders stay for the cell service white castle pcs so christy mm. please there was mm-hmm. one that you uh i sent to you as well this, all right this one's pretty fun it starts out pretty strong I died after taking a hot shot of heroin in what the toxicology defined as an unknown substance. I have not used heroin since then, but have struggled with addiction throughout life. I remember everything about the dying process. I even remember going to the bathroom on myself and how the EMS worker treated me and my sober friend like we were the scum of the earth. It was actually a very calm, beautiful moment as my brain accepted its host was dying. I didn't see anything flash before my eyes, but I did think about both my kids and knew they were going to be safe and taken care of. The one thing I did right, in my opinion, was not drag them through that miserable lifestyle with me for too long. Mm. After that, I looked at my body from an outside view. It was the same view as a dream. Then it all went black. 
I woke up three days later in the hospital emergency room. I was on life support for a few days and the doctors couldn't wake me up and didn't know why. They were worried I was brain dead. I was in an abusive relationship at the time with a man who practiced dark magic. Mm. Wait. It's a woman. I'm you guys so think into it was a this. woman until you heard that? Do you think it was a woman? Yes. Yeah. I actually no, when I that's like yeah. the only yeah. part I read about leaving the kids and not dragging them through a miserable life. I'm like, mm, okay, dude dropped his kids. I guess I yeah. just automatically hear heroin addict and I'm like, oh, it's a guy. So I yeah. was totally well, I was like, fucking I don't know lady. why I thought this was a woman the whole time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally thought it was a guy with the, the leaving the kids. Just the that's leaving the kids. A, that's the only thing I thing. thought, yeah, would be yeah. a man, not a woman. Well, I was really surprised. But I like that twist. It's like, we're okay, we've been on this path before. We've been here a lot of practicing dark magic, He's you said? Sheep. Yes. Where was I? That's great. He came to the hospital and cursed me by whispering. Whoa, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just gloss over. <laughs> okay, so I OD'd. I was in the hospital. Then... Who was it that? What was his uh, name? Just in an abusive relationship with a man who practiced dark magic. And an abusive... Man who practiced uh, She was in dark. an abusive relationship with a witch doctor. And he mm-hmm. came in... Came to the hospital to and the cursed hospital her by whispering her. a Latin chant in my ear. Latin chant. <laughs> Uh, according to my family and close friends, I started flailing around while he was speaking, and there was no sign of life after that. Is this my tripping story? You mo guigui guagi sao. You mo That's from Jackie Chan Adventures. Nobody would get that. <laughs> it's like a kid's cartoon. Okay, please. My mom, being spiritual herself, told my dad she had a feeling he was the only person who could break the curse after the fifth day of me being unresponsive and on a ventilator. My mom and few nurses watched my dad in disbelief and shock as he leaned over and started guiding me back to my body. Although I don't remember doing it, after he said my name a few times, I called out his name. My dad described the sudden gasp of air that filled my lungs as he called my name as my soul coming back into my body. Is this like an unreleased Disney movie? Yes. Like, what would make him curse her? <laughs> And the then only... come back to the hospital and bring her back. Well, it was his dad that it came was back. Oh, it's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Is he like the David, yeah, David Copperfield? Well, it was, her bo- it, was her, it was her boyfriend cursed her, and then her dad was the one that came to bring her back. I missed that. I'm sorry. I thought it was the guy. Her mom, yeah, her mom no, was yeah. also dabbled in it, and her mom was like, hey, you're the only one that can bring her back, so the dad mm-hmm. is. After five days of being unresponsive and on a ventilator. Um... This is pretty crazy. My first memory was him standing over me saying, Sarah, it's okay. It's time to come back now. Don't worry. And then I guess this must be like the boyfriend's name that because he like asterisked it out. J star 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 E. Don't worry. John is gone. He can't hurt you. I know what now. it is. J star star E. <laughs> Jamie. It's not me. Maybe it's Jamie. That's it's Jose. <laughs> it is Jose. No, it's yeah. one too many asterisks. No, it's not. It's J. Okay. Wait, you said O S E. No, it's J star 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 E. O U S E. Okay. Jamie is gone. He can't hurt you now. I still have severe panic attacks every time I feel a little off. I'm always afraid I'm dying if I get dizzy standing up too fast. <clears throat> My biggest fear is I'm not going to know it when a death or emergency is really happening. Or that my husband won't call 911 if I really am having a heart attack because it looks like, like an anxiety attack to him. Someone once told me the reason drug addicts are so spiritual is because the closer you are to death, the more that portal into the spiritual opens up. That's like mildly profound. Yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, that's like a really crazy story. After I passed away, I've noticed that I'm a lot more in tune. I have a connection with outside energies I didn't have before. I started reading tea leaf cards and am normally spot on with predictions for strangers and friends. 
I am not a medium, but something has definitely changed. Maybe oh, the uh, portal. Stop doing heroin, maybe. Right. <laughs> I'm just taking a shot in the dark. That'll right. sometimes improve your faculties. It will. That, that's how it ends. I'm not a medium, but something has definitely changed. Maybe the portal. Maybe the portal. Mark? You guys know about the portal, right? I don't. Maybe we can call her up. She can explain it. <laughs> it's made me think because I think there was another email. That lady is a hard smack. pass for me. Yeah, lay off the smack. Lay off the smack. Although you don't I want to hear the, about us. But I do. That was a really beautiful line, though. What did it say? I was like really true or something about, you know, maybe that's why drug addicts feel so spiritual because they've come so close. Yeah. That I think it's people really that are that have had near-death experiences have that sort of yeah. thing about them. And um, which made me think, because there's been a couple on here. Remember last week, the, the girl with the benzo incident? I actually did email her back. And the thing, it's not about her four years on bath salts, which is pretty cool, right? <laughs> That's a record. That's a record. People have only made it like a year. I get year lifetime half free bath salts from the bath salts people because yeah, four years you get lifetime. And um, she she hasn't said anything back, but it's the it's the near death experience that she had when she died, and she said she like went through this dying cycle twenty six times. Like it's a specific number, which means she remembers it. So she might remember each one of these times. Like I think, uh, kind of like how I was gonna post on Craigslist and ask for people's psychedelic experience experiences. I think it'd be, it could be cool to post and ask about people's near death experiences. Like how that many people cool. most yeah. definitely. Yeah. And see yeah, if we have can, to really like prompt it to like dig into the aspects of it that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, if that, we, I think if we just say, have you had a near death experience? I think, I don't know. Maybe anyone who's had the near death experience will be like, oh, I died 47 times in a pickle jar and, <laughs> my dad brought me back from a latin curse pretty crazy shit yeah but i think i agree with christy is in in making sure that like they know we're more interested in like yeah the revelations yeah. not like yeah the revelation the actual word. story Absolutely. Right, yeah. like you, that like the carney missed a screw in the you got in a car wheel. accident <laughs> and i don't know that injuries. is a ferris wheel <laughs> story <laughs> i mean i might want to hear a paragraph on that that's <laughs> really fucking interesting um there was some more uh, longer ones. I think there was a... This one's kind of cool. Here's a synopsis of my story. Let me know if you are interested. Located in Las Vegas, my name is... I'll just say it. Black Ice. Shot. Jamie. What? It's Jamie. <laughs> it's it is, my name is Jamie. Shot five times. Nine years in prison. Three years on sol- in solitary or on solitary confinement. Street performer known as Jamie Man. It's Black Black, black Batman <laughs> slash rapper. Uh, lawsuit against Hershey for using my pictures on those uh, on their products without my knowledge or permission. Google oh. Black Batman of Las Vegas to learn more. Okay. I thought that said Google uh, Black Batman on lasagna, and I was like, <laughs> fucking done. Dude, these all just take such crazy turns, you know? Yeah, there was. I, I'm so out of out of the ones that we've read. Do you know? I'm gonna be honest. I googled Black Batman, and it suggested that I finish it with Las Vegas. <laughs> He's telling <laughs> a lot big. of people to Google Gotta this. Gotta be big. He's telling a lot Sue's of people. Sue's Hershey's over image. Do you have an image that we can? Uh... I remember when the yes. Hershey's did that Black Batman. Bar, that shit was awesome. Oh wow! Yeah, they put it. They put it on like what their chocolate syrup. <laughs> what the fuck? They're like, this guy's never gonna be able to come at us. Genuine chocolate flavor. Dude, that's very, very 
That's, that's an innuendo, <laughs> Hershey's. Do you think I'm that Black Batman didn't have the funds to come back at you for his image? Video, Batman beaten on Las Vegas Strip. Okay. Oh, oh he was beaten Batman's up? about to start talking to third person and <laughs> fuck this whole settlement up. Uh, if we can get Black Batman on, that'd be cool. But, I mean, I think yeah. most of the effect of Black Batman is the fact that it's like an image thing. I know, but we can have Black Batman on the show. We did have Black Batman. I'm not mad. Show. Yeah, not mad that'd be all. pretty wild. Next week on the show, you'll want to tune in for Black Batman. Black <laughs> And Batman. a legal representative from the Hershey Corporation. Genuine chocolate flavor. Genuine. I keep, uh, I'm just kind of clicking through some of these just to make sure there's nothing more that we can, we can pull out of any of them. But honestly, I think that's pretty much it. If anybody has, oh wait, here's one. Hi, I'm an energy healer. An alternative healing consultant. Now I feel, like, now I feel like one of the group because I have a nice long one to read you guys. Oh, nice. The summer of 2013. Are you listening, Greg? Unfortunately. You're being rude to this healer. This, this, this could be turned into a movie, Greg. Could be turned into a curse. Or a book. Yeah, there's cursings. They might have died. The summer of 2013, I had an experience with DMT. Hey, this fits with our show. Boom. Good thing I fucking remembered it. Or found it. Known as the spirit molecule. It's said to take you into the spirit realm. It does. During the experience and in the immediate aftermath, one feels and is psychic. I saw everything about where some people wanted the world to be. Sorry, what? Yeah, everything about where some people wanted the world to be going. I became so sensitive to it that I needed to leave this country for a while. I guess okay. if you could just do the spirit just, world is <laughs> it directly mirrors our world. So she just had to get away from that part of the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Just the okay. country. This is a bad part of the spirit world. It's a rough area. And find a simpler life, a friendlier people and slower pace. I also needed to write about all the information that had been downloaded to me about the universe during my 15-minute DMT experiment experience. Yeah. So just 15 minutes it made this well, leave Well, I mean, country. I got to say that she's probably telling the truth so far, right? I mean, the things that she said about her DMT trip is consistent with my experience, her experiences I've heard. So she's probably not making this up is what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. And you know what's really funny is nowhere in here have we designated her gender, but we all know it's a she because we said an energy healer. Oh, wow. Weird. You're yeah. right. All nowhere. energy comes from the vagina, especially the that's healing That's really energy, assuming so. someone's gender. That's yeah. really, really hardcore. <laughs> assuming. I can't believe Road Soda would do uh, such energy, a thing. Energy. I call myself an energy heal him. Thank you. <laughs> Trying yeah, to save wow. Him. I'm actually, I mean, I'm shocked at myself. There's nothing about. There's no, I can right? read it all verbatim wow. again. There's nothing in there that says anything about a female. I might have said she before, but other than that, uh, let's um, keep going. So. Downloaded everything in the universe in my brain. I wanted to write a book and I knew that the title was going what the title was going to be Deliberate trust Does okay. that sound like the name of a book you'd write after DMT? No, just no, sorry. That sounds weird I'm asking the DMT users. I know I'm sorry. I can't believe this <laughs> I to went assume. I went to Mexico a little town near some wonderful hot springs and there in five months I wrote deliberate trust What's wrong, Justin? I'm sorry. It's where you go when shit gets too I just, heavy. I just, I just, I just started making up biography names in my head, yeah, and then just making them way too long with like colons and parentheses, you know, and like it's just funny, like deliberate trust colon putting it all out there, and then in parentheses it says like you know what, a, a wonderful story about what a. What is her name? I don't know. What is her name? It's Barb. 
<laughs> his barbs. That was the that was the punchline <laughs> at the end of the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, but it would be like it would be like deliberate trust colon leaving it all out there and then parentheses like the Greg McGinnis story you know and I just was making up different yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry I laughed. It's, I like it's really it, not funny. I wish you hadn't pointed it out. I like it. <laughs> you were laughing. I was gonna find out. We wanted to laugh too. Uh, and I'll further let you down. <laughs> all right. And further developed my miracle program, which involves daily meditation, gratitude writing, prayer, opening up to your creativity, and using these techniques to phone it, focus our in attention on what is wanted and your highest and best good. When I was in Mexico, my biggest goal was to walk again one day without pain. So we just learned that. Oh, she walks, but just with a lot of pain. Older woman. Uh, or just one that gets a lot of good... <laughs> I get a, I did getting a, a, she getting a kidney blown out. Now I'm saying I did a thrusting motion. Yeah, wow. that was really just good. hit her with the old Sodom and Gomorrah. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. It's an advanced move. Turn her into salt and then black. That's Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what they. I've read about that <laughs> once in a book. Sexual deviants. <laughs> they turned into God. Turned them into salt. Yeah. All right. Some kind of spice. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> right. gotcha. Thank you. I had been suffering from chronic pain for years, which is why I was always looking for hot springs. Some people, when they suffer chronic pain, they look for Percocets. She was trying to find hot springs. I like that. While I was at the hot pools, I met a shaman who I worked with for a few months while I was there. And uh, that was intense and quite mystical. Do you, do you think she's hinting at their sexual relationship? I wasn't, but now I am. Now thinking you're thinking that. about yep. it. Mm-hmm. I have also worked with shamans in, Ari- in, in the Amazon. Is, so that she's the, a- is that the correct plural for shaman? Shamans? Shamans? Sh- Shamanana. Shamani. Shaman? Shamanis. One shaman, many shamans. Oh, maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's human. <laughs> like, I think so. <laughs> like, like moose and meese, you know? <laughs> I shaman. Do it's shaman and shaman. She's. Shamis. Anyway, uh, she she had also worked with shamans in Amazon, many energy healers, and I was married for 15 years and still work with my ex-husband. Boom. An American shaman. So that shows you that I'm a fucking energy healer. She only dates shamans. Uh, An American shaman who developed his own system of emotional release, which I also practice. I use my own program. That was sexual. Yeah, I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, our rubbing tugs are all over the world. It's very special. I use my own program of prayer, meditation, and visualization to create miracles. It's all about focusing on your attention and taking your intention and taking your hands off the steering wheel. For the past many years, I have been rebuilding my life since letting everything go after my DMT experience. At that time, my 13-year-old daughter did not understand why I was gone for five months, leaving her with her dad. It caused her way more pain than I imagined. I had a fantasy that she and my ex-husband would want to live with me down there and make a life. And I convinced them to come down there with me for a couple of months. But they were adamant about going back to L.A. And so ultimately, after five months, I I came back too. Because I realized it didn't matter that I was safe out of the country if I didn't have my family. She's like the only person who goes to Mexico to feel safe. (laughs) All right. Yeah, just feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm going to go someplace where I can't speak to anybody, where water makes me shit my brains out. <laughs> Just feel, um, this is almost done. But I continued my practice of acceptance and allowance. I kept 
up with my miracles program. She's really pushing this program on it, guys. Uh, rebuilt my life, had both my hips replaced, and now walk with no pain, just as I once visualized. So sure, it. it was a huge operation to replace my hips, but it was my energy healing yeah. <laughs> that ultimately allowed me to have the new hips. Sure, it was like many years and years of doctoring and schooling and 15-hour surgery. But Yeah, I actually, I, uh, I asked or projected during the surgery, and I, I used my hands to guide the surgeon's hands. There you go. <laughs> I just, energetically, I really got in there. It wasn't my hands. Also, my one of my husbands, that's also Sean, assisted <laughs> yeah. on the procedure. One of my Schumann husbands also, <laughs> also asked the for The Schumann were all there. Yeah. Oh, she's a, she has a uh, gaggle of Schumann. After, <laughs> uh, it's like a harem. After that, the only thing I wanted was my own home and to have a harmonious healing relationship with my daughter. I prayed that she would forgive me and I could have my little girl back again. But this time, be more conscious and present than I ever was before and really enjoy my time with her. Though the grace of God has... The, uh, through, uh, through the, the grace of God. I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> through the grace of God. These have all come to pass. My relationship with my daughter has gone through healing. We are able to communicate again and she is here with me now staying with me in my new home until she is going back to LA or away to school I am blessed grateful and happy so that's my story what would you think what would you would you like me as a guest on no. your podcast no love light and blessings of course namaste Barbara Barbara and stop you know I don't think I'm gonna stay either no, what? I get it. Namaste. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna stay. That took me a minute. I get it. Oh man, maybe she. Nah, I'm gonna stay. Maybe I should say. I think I'll stay. Also, is what I should have said. <laughs> it's very. I mean, if, if Christy's staying, I'll stay. <laughs> it's very Jerry Stiller of you. That was so. If I mean, out of all those, we read four at least. There was a bunch of small ones in there. We had a lot more that we just kind of weeded through, but. Mm. Where I want, I really want to post the one for near death experience just to see what we get. Why not? And the uh, tripping. You want to do the psychedelic one too? Yes. Fuck yeah, we'll do it. Switch it up. We'll switch it. And um, but if there's anybody that stuck out to you, you can write into roadsodamail at gmail Say hey, I think that would be a really cool listen. I want to hear that crazy story on the the podcast. Then uh, yeah, do that. And you can also call in seven zero six two hundred one two one three. And uh, Jeff and Nelly, I hope you're liking the Craigslist segment a little more. They really it was better. They, yeah, I think this was, was a little better. more structured. Mm-hmm. Everyone had more a substance. Yeah, more juice. This one last juice. time, a lot of sizzle, no steak. This time, steak. Lots Ooh. of meat. He had. We got the meat on this one. Mm-hmm. Craigslist chronic. It has the meat. <laughs> yes, I love it. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by. Exotic Apron. My name is Derek Yancey. My father worked for a sultan who refused to eat any meat that wasn't endangered. He said it gave him better boners. Today, we allow you to continue his legacy at your dinner table. We bought an aircraft carrier so we could create a farm in international waters where anything goes. Right now, our home chefs are cooking General Zhao's Panda, Snow Leopard Sausage with Yak Cheese and Smoky Roasted Carrots, Whooping Crane Eggs Benedict. Kids love our Arctic Fox Nuggets or the Dolphin Salad Sandwich. And try our Bald Eagle Jerky. 
Free range on our five acre ocean farm. We don't pull these animals from their natural habitat, we farm them ourselves. Now you can enjoy all the exotic pleasures of panda and polar bear without the guilt. Shipped right to your door. Exotic Apron, pushing mealtime boredom to extinction. This is the Mucinex Barb's Contagion. That did not work. It didn't. (laughs) You all knew what you were doing. (laughs) Everyone heard the other word. But it's got to, this is is just the Millennial Book Club, where we're just fucking watching Netflix. Netflix Originals. None of that other stuff from maybe Hulu or Warner Brothers and then they buy it. What bullshit. We watched this week Have a Good Trip Adventures in Psychedelics, right? Uh, 2020 TVMA Explore Hallucinogenic Right, uh, sorry. Let me get in a little closer, guys. Explore hallucinogenic highs and lows as celebrities share funny, mind-blowing tales via animations, reenactments, and more in this documentary. I, uh, yeah, so if anybody watched it, you can uh, write into roadsodamail at gmail.com or you can call in 706-200-1213. Which take some ayahuasca and fucking send it to us please. through the fucking chemtrails. You know what I was thinking is, uh, and I only thought of it last night, I was like, you know, I should have posted earlier at the beginning of the week a, uh, a Craigslist post asking for people with uh, like psychedelic experiences. Like, have you ever taken well, acid? That would be yeah, a cool tie-in. I know, I know. And I thought of it on Thursday. And then, so this morning I woke up and I'm like, what... Are we really going to get that much stuff that I can put in here? So I definitely want to think in that in that vein for the next episodes to try to try to tie shit together. Maybe try to find people with stories that are specific to the rest of the episode. I liked it. Christy, what did you think? It was pretty good. A lot yeah. of dead people in it. Yeah. Did you guys notice how many people <laughs> how old in that? Dude, they, they, they must yeah. have started filming it so long because Carrie Fisher was in it. Yep. And, they must and have started fishing it years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, like this week. Yeah. And, and then uh, fucking... Oh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. And, and then what was the other guy? <laughs> Jerry Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller. See, you're bringing jokes from off to... <laughs> Said Ben, St- I'm not even going to touch we it. We had a pseudo uh, Ben Stiller death story. It's actually his dad. Yeah, his dad passed his away. Dad, not Ben. But it's like a few, not even yeah, like I a week I... or two ago. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one other guy um, that also, Fred Willard. Oh, yeah, he just died. Just recently. died, yeah. That's Jerry, I think Jerry died after Fred Willard, yeah. All right, Isn't so that crazy? I did not finish. How far did everyone finish it? I finished yeah, I it, yeah. I we watched it. Almost all. I missed like the last 20 minutes. Was it because really? you were busy or because you disliked it? No, I liked it. I just started it way too late. Yeah, just, it was really entertaining. I just finished. I just got to where I was at with like an hour ago. Yeah. But, but I, I probably will watch the rest of it. I do that a lot of times with these. I'll go and watch a few more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is definitely, I like the, uh, like that animation feel kind of like Mr. Cat. Was it Mr. Cats? Dr. Cats. Dr. Cats. Or like uh, Shorties Watching Shorties. You remember that? Yep. Those are always fucking good. I don't know why. Those don't stay on longer. Did you ever watch Shorties Watching Shorties, no, Christy? I don't know what that is. So it was Shorties Watching Shorties was a cartoon show, and yeah, there was two babies that were like being babysat, and they were watching TV, 
and each channel was a like a clip or a segment from a stand-up comedian's bit like it was just the audio and then they animated it into a story mm-hmm. and so that was the whole sh- that was the whole show it was just story after story it's fucking great and uh, that's it's just like a drunk history kind of thing like right very similar a lot of the same people too in this thing yeah fuck yeah that was like my favorite part because there's a bunch of celebrities or comedians or people that i love you know what i mean listening to all their stories that was pretty cool I like it's that. A, it's a, I think it's pretty fertile ground for comedians. Like, let's talk about getting fucked up. <laughs> let's talk I'll, about drugs. I'll, I'm Rob Corddry. I'll do <laughs> Nick Kroll. Nick I'll, Kroll. Do, uh, not Nick Kroll. Yes. The, dude, um, the guy with the gap in his teeth. The the his teeth. <laughs> yes. I thought that was so fucking great. I they so did, happy They did that. each other. I thought that was pretty funny. They tried to be such dicks. He's like, um, what the hell was the guy's name? I can't remember. God damn it. He's like the big guy from the league. Not Nick Kroll, but the guy with the gap in his teeth. He's yeah. Like, I'm him in an art museum. He just said that like three times. That was his impression. I love it. And then the other dude's him trying to be Rob Corddry and they just put him in like make him really fat. He's like, I'm just staring at myself in the mirror rubbing my belly. That's my impression of Rob Corddry. I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was very funny because you know those guys are friends. It's Paul Shear. Mm. Paul Shear. Thank you, Paul Shear. The guy with the big gap in his teeth. Yeah. And he was, his story was crazy because he said that his parents were both psychologists or psychiatrists and they like worked at the hospitals and then they came, they would come back and like tell him all these crazy stories. There's a guy, there's a kid who did acid once and now he's all fucked up and he just sits in his room and puts his hand up his ass. Puts his fist up his ass. (laughs) Fist up his ass. And then he said, that's what you want, I'll smoke some more of that pot. (laughs) Right. Um, What did you, what did you think, Justin? Um, So I thought that overall the... Um, the advice was really good yeah. you know, uh, from these people who had tripping experiences um, but you know one thing that I kind of have a, a problem with in general is uh, um, like mocking the propaganda right, right. films and, and, and by doing so um, not giving full weight to the topic being discussed like taking taking psycho- That's exactly what i thought taking psychoactive drugs is a wonderful experience and it can be it can be really life-altering but it can also be life-altering in bad ways and some people have mental health conditions that maybe they shouldn't explore yeah. that you know at least without like scientific supervision so for me it's like yeah we can make fun of how far we've come you know uh and and how what we used to think about psychoactive drugs or, or, you know, even weed or even like homosexuality or race or, you know, things like that. And, but, but you think we can use psychoactive drugs to turn them? Yes. I think Tim- <laughs> Timothy Leary thought that was a pot. That's like one of his well, main things. He thought it was going to cure everything. Fucking but, yeah. But fuck Timothy is, Leary. Make you know, it. The point is, is by completely shutting down that and by mocking it, you're exposing, you're, you're, you're sending, I think the wrong message to, yeah. to I mean, this is on Netflix, right? Like, mm-hmm. so like, Young kids can watch it. Teenagers can watch it. And, you know, I don't know what the right age to start exploring this stuff is. But, you know, I feel like it's probably around 19 or 20, not 15, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I wanted them to, like, discuss more about the idea of using it or, like, talk about the topic. What it's, you know, as opposed to everybody just telling their tripping stories. You know what I mean? I wanted a little bit more of that. I think you knew that's what it was going to be there when they were just like, how many 50 times, 40 times? Like, I I just ate some mushrooms before we were coming and I didn't even know what we were talking about. (laughs) I do. One thing that really stood out for me is at the end, uh, Deepak Chopra talks about something. And, uh, Dude, what he said was so eloquent. Yeah. yeah. It was really great. And um, he talked about basically like what is reality, right? Like he talked about how certain certain animals 
can you know see ultraviolet light we can't possibly fathom what their reality is and mm-hmm. he says all of these different things basically to, to come to the point that that you know reality is like an illusion it is it is created reality is an illusion yeah exactly <laughs> did you see he was dressed totally he was, he was dressed like a, yeah, i know he's like i'm high right, like now. Kissing right now i hope i'm the pissing and i'm a doctor he was uh he looked like he was dressed like a comedian did you see that? He had jeans with a blazer yeah, with a, with a, and a shirt and tennis shoes. Sport coat and tennis shoes. Yeah, what yeah. is the deal with these? Yeah, ad-wizards? what is the deal with hallucinogens? Who are the ad wizards that came up? With that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do know that they they also sometimes there were some profound things. Like there were a few people who made reference to this. Um, Midnight Gospel has made reference to this in in one episode, and I think anybody who's experimented with this stuff has also like had this realization of that. Like you know, death's not such a bad thing. And you're living and dying simultaneously, you know. Um, And a great example of of that realization was, you know, on Midnight Gospel, the NBC from a while back. um, Duncan Trussell's mom had cancer. And she realized, like, I'm dying. And then she realized, but I'm also alive. And then she's like, oh, even if I didn't have cancer, I'd still be dying. I'm living and dying simultaneously. So there were, like, some little gems in there. But I agree with you. Most of it was just crazy, tripping stories of, like, look at how much fun drugs are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I find it kind of strange that the whole tone of the thing was almost, like, it was an informative video on on how to approach Mm -hmm. hallucinogens and how to feel about them. Like, it didn't get into the science of what it's doing, but it said, this is kind of what you're going to feel like. This is kind of what you're going to experience. Don't look in the mirror. Do look in the mirror. And then at the end, he was like, Nick Offerman, which first of all... That's dude, who the guy was, right? How much of the mustache can, like, shapes the entire face? I didn't as soon even as you recognize him was him at first. Yeah. I just I really the fact in the way yeah. he talked. I was like, is that Nick Offerman? Yeah, he doesn't kind of look like Nick Offerman. Dude, it's, uh, it's the upper lip and, like, the way he moves. It's all <laughs> hidden by that walrus thing, you know? So... Dude, it was, uh, but yeah, at the very end it was, and then it said, it was like, have, you know, have a good trip and good luck. Like, oh, that's what was happening here. You were like trying to stoke people to go out and do it and just pretty openly. Yep. I think that was like very, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, it is. You know, um, you know, one thing that Carrie Fisher said, uh, I always wish I knew how to explain this to people. She goes, um, I never saw anything that wasn't there. I just saw things that were there misbehaving. Yeah. And uh, and that was really a good way to explain it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also the guy that said, he's like, he, he explained how it looks in every movie. He's like, they usually use a fisheye lens. Right. They slow it way down. It's a hard thing to represent because it's so fucked up. Bro, but, but he's right. Whenever I saw, what you calls it for the first time? Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing. Depp, and yeah, and he sees the fucking rug in the place. I'm like, that's... That's the only thing I've ever seen that looks, that looks like you know. That's what it looks like. You know, there's a, uh, I can't remember their name, but they're a, a horror director, and they did um, Rob her, Zombie. They did Hereditary, and then they did Midsummer, mm-hmm. and these are like, re- I got goosebumps, dude. They're really yeah, Hereditary great. was fucked up. Oh, they're, she knows. They yeah, were great horror movies. It was really good. Pacing, and then like we're not about. It's not. It's not about jump scares and like the build up to the ending. Anyways, he did this one called Midsummer, and the characters all eat mushrooms in the countryside, and uh, he they nailed it. I was like, whoever did this has done mushrooms, right? Yeah, with the visual sure. effects and everything, they they made you feel like you were there tripping, watching them trip. It was it was really well done. That so, little girl fucking made hereditary. She what oh, you guys all seen this? Am I the only Dude, one? Yeah, right. The ending. I just saw both of them actually the in the la- last couple of months because I'm like really? I'm watching fucking. All you saw shows. Midsummer just recently, dude. Like, like the girl that got her head movie. knocked off? I didn't like it. It made me feel like 
that was too much. That's what he's doing. It is like psychological terrorism. Like, yeah. He, he wants you to feel <laughs> yeah, away. The, the way the mother was wailing. And no, my favorite thing about that director and, and whoever like is also a part of that show um, is the lack of music. There's so much mm, silence mm. used. And the music that is there is really tastefully done, really interesting. So then a couple times they did it at the end, like it yeah, ramps up yeah. Way so, but but yeah, when you have that like graphic imagery of the the girl's head, and then you have like a scene of silence with this mother weeping from yeah. her like bottom of her oh, asshole. Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about Midsummer. Like, oh, Midsummer. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that part is fucked up too. What That's like one up. of the most fucked up endings of a movie. Really? Because you're, yeah. you're like, what in the fuck is going on? Here? All right, these but, are horror movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're like psychological terrorism. I don't I even I like horror movies, already, but, and that was a really really. Oh, good they're one. great movies, but. Um, but yeah, we're talking about tripping, it's usually not represented well in movies. That's my it's bad. Not, yeah, derailed. It is. I want to know. Um, I want to hear tripping stories, our own tripping stories, right here Uh-oh. on the road Sada. Oh man! Starting with Greg, please. So, so I, my it's been twenty years. My overall uh, resume with the substances uh, ninety four. Okay, was the first time I ever did tabs. I've only done actual acid a couple of times. Right. I, there might have been a third time, but I think there was definitely two times. First time was uh, I went to go visit. I was in, going to school in Colorado. Really quick question. How do you know so specifically? What are you using so to make sure that it's 94 when you said the year was 94? Uh, very easy to know because I went away to school for one year right. in Colorado and we were visiting on spring break. Uh, my buddy, my first roommate, he quit. <laughs> he went back to uh, Austin, Texas. His mother's actually a musician, Marsha Ball, the Marsha Ball Band. Oh. We went stayed at Marsha Ball's house in Austin and we went to his buddy... Uh, who was at UT at the time, UT Austin, and then we, he had like a little fridge with fucking acid. He was like the acid dealer or something. <laughs> he had a... And we tabbed, and then we went to go see Dazed and Confused, which was in the movies. We went to go see it at a movie theater. Oh, buddy. In the shadow of, of uh, University of Austin, or University of Texas Austin. And I was definitely, when I woke up the next day, I was definitely nervous that like, it wasn't, it wasn't so much the drug. I had a fun time with the drug. Like there was, it was, it was eye-opening. It's very, uh, I think a lot of, one of the things that touched most specifically me listening to these people talk about their stories is I like to equate it with alcohol because it's so much more common. Mm-hmm. And this is like a bit that I was trying to develop a while back and I kind of gave up on it because I, I don't do that anymore. But Maybe we get it now. It's about the, the phrase catch a buzz. Uh-huh. Like you, certain times you're going to go have a few beers and you can drink all day and not get like sloppy. If you're in the right frame of mind, you're like, hey, we're going to go canoeing and it's not with the dudes that just want to go get all fucked up. We're going to I want to have a fun. I want to stretch this day. If you're in the right mindset, you can drink all day and just it just flows with you and it doesn't yeah. hit you. If you are like, I cannot wait to get fucked up. If you have that mindset, <laughs> you, as soon as you hear that, you're fucking half fucked up already. You're gonna crash it's into a, a really buzz. good point. That's so true. It really is, and that is, I've never thought about that. And it's so much more exaggerated with acid. So, like when they were saying, uh, someone made a really good point in the thing where they said, if something as bad is happening to you right now and you're experiencing like a higher level of guilt shame fear something yeah do not fucking take acid because that is going to you're the person that's going to uncover it you know it's right there you're going to lift the lid as soon as something (laughs) happens and you're going to fucking have a much more different trip than someone who's just you know they were talking about like outside or inside that doesn't matter so much it's the spirit of what you're doing who you're doing it with who you're with for sure yeah like like silverman was saying i've done it every time in new york city 
She's a fucking New York City girl. She'd be fucking freaked out to be in the woods of Vermont. <laughs> right. She'd be right. freaked out. <clears throat> Nick Offerman or like some of the, you know, Sheer and these other guys, sounds mm-hmm. like they want to be kind of out in the woods fucking around. They would freak out being in New York. I'm a suburban guy. I know for sure. I fear the loss of control because I give myself up to that shit. And I'm just the guy that'll just walk into the street to stare at something or whatever. <laughs> so I want to stay away from cars and like shit like a- kill me. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like a stray right. dog at some point when I get on certain shit. So I only tabbed a couple times. I feel like that was much more heavy mm-hmm. than mushrooms. My sister, for the longest time, was with a guy that was, he was like the weed dealer in mm-hmm. our little area. And he also sold mushrooms for a while. So I probably did that maybe like a dozen times or whatever. It was like a little ritualistic thing we did. And that was much more tame because we all got together. We, we hung out at his house. It was like a very ritualistic thing. He's going to make tea. We're all going to have him. We're gonna hang out until like nine. He was like our tea, like being like the tour guide guy. You he was know? your shaman. He was our shaman. Yeah, I do remember though one time, personally, that happened to me. I woke up the morning after at my sister's house, and it had rained, so we got soaked because we're outside. Like sometimes we're on bikes, sometimes we were just walking around. I remember being soaked, and it you know it takes a little while to like reconnect. Definitely after like a trip, you're like it takes a lot longer to like go from fucking sleep to waking, you know? Right, right. And I reached down, and I'm like, what the hell? I had this gigantic hole in the crotch of my pants. I mean, it might have been like a foot. <laughs> and it started like right below where it could have got bad and went way down. And I went home that morning and I was like, what the hell? And I went back to bed when I got home. I woke up at like, like you do, you wake up in the early hours and it's a Saturday morning or whatever and you're like, all right, I'm fucking going back to bed. And I hung the pants on my door, like inside of my door and I left them there for the longest time because it was like, for me, like a cautionary, like, dude, you, you're a fucking idiot that yeah. got lucky <laughs> got one right. inch away and I was told later what the story was we were jumping over this fence it's like a power plant like a, right. a power plant that you Eric Brockovich attacked by the way because we had this big coal pile that was just out in the open fucking air in my town so there's like right. a huge incidence of Hodgkin's disease and other cancers in my hometown because they have a fucking coal pile that's like you're this size this is the fucking coal pile and it's just on the fucking edge of the water just blowing coal dust Hey man. So we jumped over this fence <laughs> to go funny. onto this one part of it, and it was one of those. Because we wanted to touch it. <laughs> no, we didn't want to go to the coal pile, but like that was the place that we were at, and they had this fucking fence that was like way too tall and it had the little top things. Right. And he was like, "Dude, I was telling you, Greg, you're not gonna like the the guy, the boyfriend was like, dude, you got to lift your leg over more.'" And I'm like, "I got it." Da-da. And he was like, "You just kind of put your leg over and just went over, and it fucking caught your pants and just ripped your pants open." But. <laughs> Could have easily been my ball sack, and then mm-hmm. who knows what happened. And that's it. Maybe not a parent. He'd be, he'd be a soprano now. You just you got to be careful. The physical world stays there the whole time. Mm-hmm. I loved, there was a comment that kind of freaked me out. It was Timothy Leary's son who was talking about DMT. Right. Which I, I just don't Dude. think I would do that. You talking about like, hey, people were making like light of the severity of this shit. I would not fuck with DMT. I think that could fucking clear some shit out of your brain permanently, oh yeah you know i think i mean i'm dmt is is technically like the safest one because it's uh <sighs> okay well i mean it, it's found in Where your it's in show you. you can get a discount on your dmt go to on it uh joe rogan.com get your DMT. dude if you can get it's, if you got it on the internet you fucking give me the address <laughs> it's just the only one that alters your reality the most you know what i mean it like, does but it's also made in your body yeah like, so I, I agree with you body. i think yeah. it just what sounds so scary about it is it's like the one that alters every, yeah. you're completely somewhere else. You know what it's I mean? It's very, Not very intense. At all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this comes from somebody who's never, ever done it. Oh, never really? done it? Never done DMT, no. 
Never done DMT. Yeah, oh, no, I've done hallucinogens. Who what about? Done DMT? Has anyone here done DMT? Yeah, no. most definitely. Really? Yeah, I want to. Oh, now I want to hear. If well, I'm now here we go. Let's go with the <laughs> Mr. Justin. <laughs> Welcome to Brain Drain, the latest innovation in memory storing. Last year, our leading mind scientist made a breakthrough in brain recording. This new cutting-edge mind technology allows us to pull every precious memory from your mind and store it for all to enjoy when you are finally dead. Come to our state-of-the-art facility and sign up for the marginally invasive procedure, lasting no longer than the time it takes you to read your favorite Stephen King novel. Have peace of mind knowing the story of how you saved Bobby using the Heimlich at Thanksgiving in 1988 will be told every year and not forgotten with the rest of you. Your family will spend hours poring over the easy to store and share 500 tape VHS box set containing every last experience from your whole life. Visit our Toledo storefront located in the strip mall with Super Weed Mart. Brain Drain is not responsible for any information discovered by a loved one that may be unsavory. Your husband cheated on you with Mary, not us. Side effect may include feeling as if your true soul was trapped on 40,000 feet of magnetic tape. We're not liable for any other side effects yet unknown. Brain Drain, a Popco brand. Yeah, I think uh, I think the first time I did LSD, I was seventeen, and I think the first time I did DMT, I was nineteen, and then I think first time. Yeah, and then I think the first time I did ayahuasca, I was twenty-four. Wow! First time. Oh, now yeah. we have to we have to figure out. Wow! What's going He's on. A, Justin's DMT. Yeah. And Regular Deepak yeah. Chopra. That's like you have a shit. Do you have a good story you can tell? Um really personalized and i know no no I, here's the thing I, I want to but i feel like tripping stories are oftentimes like dreams yeah you know and i'm gonna kind of quote mitch hedberg where it's like uh yeah i was having this crazy dream where i was like one minute i'm building a go-kart with my ex-landlord and then the next minute and it's like that's they're weird they're very specific to you and they're often not as interesting as you, you super think hard they are. to explain too yeah. yeah yeah um so i mean i could tell you the the what I and I and what I believe the the most reckless thing that I did, but but it was a really formative experience. I was dating this girl named Christina, and uh, she and her family were from Thailand, and so was she Thai? Yeah, yeah, okay. she was. Yeah, and she um, <laughs> maybe the Thai people adopted a <laughs> right a white American, and girl. so so she was going to go back to Thailand for the summer, and and we kind of dated, but it was this really it's the one of the more interesting relationships I've had because we weren't. <clears throat> I think I was 18 or 19 and we weren't exclusive. Mm -hmm. She went to school in Boston, like art school. And then she would go to Thailand sometimes. So like when she was in Sarasota, we spent a lot of time together. And then when she wasn't, we didn't. Right. And that was fine. And it was, it, it's the only relationship I've ever had that is like open in that way where, yeah. you know, so anyways, uh, she was going back to Thailand. She had nine hits of LSD and she gave it to me. She was like, I'm cause they'll fucking they'll give, put you away for life. They'll kill you there. Yeah. That. She's like, here, I, you know, just take that. How and they find it though. If you're going through fucking TSA, yeah, that's like, it's like the thing that yeah, you just put it like in a book or something, you know, wrap it on your dick like stamps. Everyone knows how you get LSD. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't sweat too much though. It'll go fucking sour. It's going to be a crazy plane ride. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, I, I basically would take one hit every two weeks, which was really common for me at that time in my life anyways. Um, and then it was Friday night. I had just gotten off work. I hadn't tripped in three weeks. For some reason, I had skipped my two-week ritual. And I don't remember. I mess up the story all the time. I don't remember if it was four or five that were left. I don't know how many I had left. But I ate four or five hits. And this Crazy girl named Amy, who was, like, kind of interested in me, but I think at the time I was, like, 
I was like 18, 19, and she was 17, and I didn't feel very right about it. So we, we hung out or whatever, but like we never did anything. And uh, she and my friend John let me put a big comforter in the back of her little like Chevy S10 pickup truck. And I just wore big headphones and she just, they, they drove me around town and it was a full moon and I just laid Sounds in Sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was great. But the, you got to think if we were in a car accident, I would be dead and very, very tripping on like four or five hits. But they took me to the beach and then they took me to uh, Denny's to have coffee because at the time I used to go to Denny's to try to write jokes. I wanted to do stand up and uh, they took me to Denny's to have coffee and then they ended up getting tired and going to bed. So then I literally just kind of walked the streets with my headphones on for four or five hours. And then, so, but, but that four was days. A, yeah. We don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that, that truck experience was really, really fun. But that was definitely one of the most, uh, most reckless things. You've told but, me about that. Yeah. I think if you're laying down, you'll be okay. Yeah, I think that sounds Not so wonderful. bad. I mean, so what you might bash your head really hard. I was laying he in was the laying back in of the, the pickup. So as she turned, I felt like I was floating because it was this big comforter and I was sliding around on the bed liner. And, I mean, since you know, the when you have. Room, since they invented trucks, people just drove around on the fucking back. I saw some dudes that were doing some landscaping work not the other day that looked like their commute was in the back of a pickup truck so people live through it <laughs> on or, or off but wait that's acid though. that was lsc yeah all right so we want to hear the cool stuff okay um <laughs> so i guess the first time that i ever uh did dmt uh i actually a friend of mine gave me some and he gave me what would be three doses and he explained to me how to use it and he's like, you know, don't do too much of this at once. And um, it wait, really, which one are we talking about? DMT. Yeah. Okay. So and, what is? How do you? T- is it like liquid or is it like a? No, what? you smoke it. Oh, you smoke yeah, it. Yeah. And the way that he had me do it, which was different from the second time I did it, he had me pack a bowl of weed, and then he had me put the DMT on top of that, and then he had me put some weed on top of that. That way, the flame doesn't hit the the DMT directly. Mm. Uh, and then you hit the bowl. Like a BLDMT. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, wait, so how much are we talking? Like, how much DMT? Like, is it like just a fucking? Okay, so micro- I've personally never done cocaine, um, but when you see someone with a line of cocaine and like, uh, like a, what, what they're gonna do, I'd say a hit of DMT is probably a third of that. Like, it's really okay. not a lot of powder. It's like, a, like a bigger pinch. Ooh, it's yeah, the yeah, DMT it's powder. powder. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it comes in a lot of. Yeah. They they can do it intravenously, like a. In the hospitals, when when they did the experiments, those were all intravenous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it's kind of dark brownish. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like not dark, not dark brown. It's like uh, I'm, I'm, how am I trying to explain? It? It's like off white, like eggshell. So what did you? I love the little details. So like, what do you get it in? Is it like in a little glass vial? Or is it like a <laughs> no, dude? This is this is my friend that literally back before out of my head, man, back before the EDM <laughs> boom. You know, he was traveling around to music festivals like, you know, 15 years ago selling LSD. And that's what he did. He had a bus, a school bus. And they were like, they called, they joke, they called themselves like the rainbow people or something. And then he would just pick up drifters in his bus, go to music festivals. Kill them. And then they'd be like, I want to stay in this town. Peace. And he'd be like, all right. And that's it's fucking like, cool. If you got money for gas, help me out. If not, whatever. And he just sustained life selling drugs. We only kill him if the DMT yeah. instructs us to. Otherwise, they're free to go. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> But, um, Take some powder before you <laughs> But actually, what was funny is that night I decided I was going to watch Waking Life, uh, which wow. was a movie yeah. we talked about before. I just watched that this week. On did your you really? Yeah. Did. It's great, man. So You can get it for free on YouTube. Really? The best Good version, to know. The best version I saw was like a shitty thumbnail version, and you had to, I guess the guy was trying to like keep from getting booted offline. You had to go fuck with your YouTube speed and do it at like 1.25. But it worked out as long as you were okay watching it on like... You know, it was like a quarter of my cell phone screen. Oh, really? I would love to watch that again. I but feel it like wasn't that's... really such a visual thing. Yeah, really, yeah. It was more about like listening to what they were saying. Yeah, it sure. helped to see it, but it was more of an audio thing, I think, than visual, right? Yeah. I thought so. Um, 
And so they say that it last. He told me it would last like ten to twenty minutes, and then it would be just gone. And that was pretty accurate for me. Ten to twenty minutes. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's 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 really fast. So what I decided was I like that, that like at certain. I'm on the go. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> even know. You're yeah. tripping for like twelve yeah, hours. Yeah, I got right. kids and soccer games. Um, although I'm I'm not gonna say that I could do a DMT trip and then go to work two hours later because it it does kind of like shock your system mentally. Like, um, so. Like DMT is ayahuasca was similar. Um, ayahuasca, there was a lot of uh, mind's eye type stuff where like you would see yourself from your mind's eye, like a camera behind you, and you would see like things that weren't there. And you would you like uh, ayahuasca had much like DMT, there were auditory hallucinations. You would actually kind of hear, and like so. But it's weird because like on DMT, like you'll straight up hear like dead relatives talking to you, and it's like, is this real? Is this subconscious? Am, am I actually accessing some different part of my consciousness that's letting me hear dead relatives? But yeah, so I uh, I basically waited. A, I smoked a little bit of weed, waited a half hour into the movie, hit it, and then I did that like every half hour, 45 minutes. And so I did it. I, took, I did it three times that night. And, uh, and it, it, it definitely like alters your, uh, your space. I think a lot of people say that they see glyphs and like weird like almost like alien writing and I saw that too and I don't know if that's kind of like just in like when you do LSD and you see kind of like what people call like auras and it's like those lines of color that kind of surround everything and when it moves the aura moves so I don't know if it's just kind of comes with the territory of like hey this is the type of hallucination this drug has or if like it it's hard right. DMT is hard for me because I'm like having that experience I'm like I it's hard to come away from that and not think you actually just stepped into like another dimension right. or that you're yeah. actually opening your mind to something that it could be capable of, you know, like LSD for me was so much more about like empathy. Like I learned what kind of person I could be, you know, but like DMT show, it was like, this is like a state that you could become, you know, this is like a, like a state of enlightenment and consciousness that, that could happen with some like serious deep work. I don't even know if it could happen in one lifetime. You know, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation, but anyways, so yeah, that's the thing about uh, DMT. That's interesting. So the DMT thing sounds like a totally different thing. If it's only 10 or 20 minutes and you're absolutely right about the empathy thing is every time I've tripped, I'm already a pretty empathetic person. Like I'm the type of person that can't, some people are like, oh, I got a big meeting. I give a shit about this, but like on the way to the meeting, I'm going to see this guy and then I don't give a shit about those people. I'm like the type of guy, like if the pizza guy comes to my house, it's like, oh, I got a fucking get up i gotta show up for this fucking thing yeah. you know what i mean i'm just like that type of person so every time i've tripped it's gotten like it intensified that and one of my favorite uh tripping stories at the end i'm with my sister's boyfriend we're riding our bikes back and he had this pit bull that would just like run with us mm -hmm. we'd fucking ride like five miles and the dog would just like run alongside of us we stopped it right almost at my house my house was behind two houses that were on the road we stopped in this little alley between these two houses and we had this really complex argument. I thought it was complex. It was at like three in the morning <laughs> on like a Sunday night. We're throwing the ball to Chico and we're arguing. I'm saying, does Chico love to go chase the ball for the activity of the ball? Like for, to go get the ball? He just can't wait to get the ball? Or does he love to please you? And he thinks you want yeah. to see him get the ball. <laughs> right. And he was like, no, man, you're an idiot. He's just a stupid dog. But I was like, but look at him, man. Like if I throw it, I feel like he's not as psyched about getting it he's kind of like i you know yeah. we talked about this for like 30 minutes and then finally i remember this dude opened his fucking window on the second floor and went, hey guys great fucking argument seriously can you get the fuck out of here yeah <laughs> yeah three o'clock on That's monday awesome. morning yeah. hey look so hey, actually, you're both fucking dumb <laughs> right. actually i'm sorry i just realized 
this is the story, and it and it's a short one. Um, oh, nice, I love so, jogging something loose. Let's jog yeah, it loose. This is it. This is it. So actually, there is a type of hallucinogen that I've done that I didn't mention that I forgot about. So it was one of the times I was doing ayahuasca, and Ramon was uh, the shaman that we knew. Our friend Joaquin was a yoga instructor in Miami, and he was from I believe Colombia. And so Ramon was the this shaman dude that was his friend. And you know, they all hang Ram- out. They all hang out together. Yeah. It's like a click. And Ramon, Ramon had an interesting story. Like the first time he technically did it was when his mother was pregnant with him. Like he was supposed to be a shaman. Like from the day he was conceived, that was going to be his thing. So I had done it, and um, uh, he came over to me, and there was a group of like sixteen of us, and I was the only one he did this to. He pulled me to the side and had me sit like kind of cross-legged on the floor in in front of the fire, but my back was to the fire. And he pulls out this like weird wooden, it almost looked like a grinder, uh, but it, it didn't spin. Uh, oh, like I think of like a tre- treasure chest, like a little like square okay. thing. And he, he opened it up and there was a powder in there. And then he pulled out this really long straw, wooden straw looking thing that had feathers on it. And he, his English wasn't really good. And Joaquin's English wasn't super great either, but they, he was telling Joaquin what he was going to do. And Joaquin was trying to tell me. And their English was bad. And Ramon, I just kept hearing him go, I'm going to do a terrible accent. It's racist, whatever. I was like, both, <laughs> both sides. I do both sides. Both sides. He just kept saying that. I was like, what is this? Both sides. Like, okay. Right, right. And he packs up the straw with this powder and he <laughs> into my nostril. Wow. And he just made like a blow fire. dart. Like it was immediately dart. just fire. And my eyes started watering and mucus. And then... And then I, I remembered him. And he was like, both sides. He said it again. And I was like, okay, okay. I took a deep breath. And then he blew it in. One of the other rules was I was not supposed to breathe in and out through my nose. Um, I just had to use my mouth while this was happening. So he did the other side. And when he did the other side, my head just kind of went back. And I looked up at the sky. And I guess like 20 minutes went by. And then it was him kind of like easing me. Come to, He had like a... a Literally like a gourd full of goat's teeth. He was like shaking oh, this Jesus. rattler. This is amazing. <laughs> he was shaking this rattler and kind of like rubbing my back. And it ends up that that was uh, what they call Yopo. And it's um, DMT powder mixed with snuff, like tobacco powder. And it's like a rite of passage in his like culture of like, so he's like, you know, you're a man now. Oh, buddy. And I just shook these gourd full of goat teeth. Out the of goat teeth. Right and that was, that was wild because. Um, you didn't even have to like pull a log up the hill with your nipples or something no no not <laughs> thankfully easy. thanks because thankfully because my, my nipples have such poor <laughs> such poor fortitude Jesus can't get it out but that was interesting because I was looking at the sky and remember with DMT you see things that aren't there and I was already tripping on ayahuasca when I did this which ayahuasca lasts for hours mm-hmm. um, and so I'm looking up at the sky and like the stars are forming into faces and they're having conversations and they're talking to me like these weird faces and then they're merging and it's like well it's a dragon now and it's not saying anything and then now it's you know it was it was really really Ooh. wild yeah it um, sounds wild but afterwards i think that was one of the first times in my life that i've known what it fe- truly truly feels like to have no ego no anxiety no any like really present like true man it was uh it was powerful and a lot of times like you know i use that headspace app to meditate a lot of times the rabbit i'm chasing is that feeling of calm and presence like i want that again and it's probably one of the reasons why i still meditate is because i do think that that's achievable i think i can get there or at least close you know have you been able to get close like without the chemicals without that stuff in my everyday life no but but when i'm meditating yes like i've been able to hit those moments how about like like, um what do you call it like a have you ever done like the tank 
No, I've never done an isolation That'd chamber be pretty cool. or any kind that, of thing. That might help. There's a place right here in town that does that. Apparently. Is there really? Yeah, they got eggs. It's right on... Uh, Did you say they got eggs? Yeah. The, must be the type of float. He's like all versed in float technology. <laughs> well, no, it's like a fucking egg. It's got like wicked oh, salty I, water. Oh, I thought you were saying like, yeah, they got, like they have chickens in back too. It's like, yeah, right. I mean, that's where I get my eggs. They just happen to got those tanks too. Yeah, okay. no, so I got a Dan's float spot, tanks and eggs. this stuff in your nose. It's yeah. like pop tart dust and... Yeah. The guy that created the float tank was also the... The dude that put the girl in the room with a dolphin. Remember that? Oh, yeah. They did the experiment down in Puerto Rico. Yeah. What was the guy's fucking name? I can't remember. Yeah. He was uh, some famous scientist. You remember his I've name. I've never heard of the dolphin thing. Yeah, no, I've you never, I think dude, they did it on... Uh, we didn't all get on the dollop. The dollop. They the did dollop, it on the dollop. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did it on the dollop, sir. Um, and it, they, it was an experiment just to what, what would happen if a human and a dolphin like cohabitated. So they flooded like a an apartment like three feet deep and then at one end there was like a pool but so the dolphin could go through the whole house and this lady lived in there for like six weeks she ended up jerking it off and shit yeah it got real weird the dolphin was so horned up yeah really yeah it It wouldn't it wouldn't they she had to like do things with it every day like train it and stuff and it like it wouldn't do any of the activities because it was so horned up and it was always like humping (laughs) on her and stuff so she's like fine and they did they they gave it acid at one point. Uh, they? they did give dolphins acid, but I don't think it was. It wasn't the story. Okay, okay, yeah. He was convinced that <laughs> he would to find chill out. The fuck out, man! You're making too much about us giving the dolphin acid. God, what right? was the guy's name, dude? He was he was convinced that they would figure <laughs> out how to communicate with dolphins through LSD. Like take enough LSD, yeah, and, and you yeah. and the dolphin could communicate. Yeah, that was his name. It's hard to imagine that that a great man like that's name is not. It's a very dude. You would know the name if I said it. Cheech um, Marin. <laughs> Uh, I think Next answer is going to be Chum. Tommy. Um, Christina. Christy? Karen. Karen. Carol. You're so funny. Uh, I want to hear, hear a girl trip story. That's like really tough because I feel like I've done a lot of LSD. LSD would be definitely my preferred choice. Wow. Um, it's like the Miller Lite. It's really controllable. You have to get a lot on your hands, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like controllable. And like you think about those stories like, done a bunch of LSD in basements and making music or going to music festivals and people are just laughing so hard they're crying and I think there's like seven of us that only said the word beetle dick for like seven hours and we had space helmets on. That like a sounds bunch of, like a trip. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of weird shit but the only thing I can really think of that super stands out is kind of dark I guess or like a scary bad trip. I've never done mushrooms since. I think I was like 18 or 19. And I had not done LSD at that time, but it was the only thing where like every ounce of reality me around me completely went away. I forgot who I was. I didn't know my name. I thought I was dying. And then basically the two people that I was with set this thing up where they wrote a suicide letter and made it look like I killed myself, (laughs) but they snapped my neck. And so then everything went black and I transcended into the only thing I could think to describe would be like heaven or just this peaceful transcending next level of dimension space and time whatever and i saw my dead dad there and we talked about things and he was the one that had to break it to me that i did not have a pure soul so then i plummeted way down below and every single joint in my body was connected to a different gear and they were all connected and i was in this like infinite abyss of burning flames and Every time the gear went around, and by the time it went back to 12, every time it turned around, every single joint and bone in my body snapped. And by the time it got back to 12, everything fused back together. And my skin was melting off, and like 
in this trip, I was in so much pain that I was like vomiting all over myself. In reality? No, like in my brain. And the people around me said I was like, my eyes were rolled back in my head and I was like sitting up and like making a bunch of exorcist noises like and all this weird shit. And I stayed there for eternity. Holy crap. Yeah, it was really fucked up. So now, can you remember back, were you like in a bad place like before you took I mean, not necessarily. I was with people that I loved. I was with people that I trusted. We had done mushrooms together countless times. But like, like how were you feeling like, you know, that day, that week, that month, like were things going good? I mean, yeah, we were watching Napoleon Dynamite and we're like, you guys want to take some mushrooms? Like, I mean, my dad, my dad had died maybe like two, two and a half years before that. Okay. So like still kind of in it, but not like in the thick of it. You know what I mean? I just, I didn't see it coming. I've never been... There was just not an ounce of reality around me. Like, I'm a big advocate of you're in control of your reality 100% of the time. And that's how you make trips like that successful. You know, like, crazy shit can happen. You're having these major epiphanies. But the second you forget that you're in control is when people have a bad trip. Mm -hmm. And I'm in control at all times. So that's never happened to me. But there was, like, not an ounce of anything that was in the room, any reality, nothing. Like, it was just fucking wild. And that's, like, one of those things where... It's so profound that you're like, is this just my consciousness like fucking with me? Is this something that I didn't know subconsciously? You feel like you have to like figure something out from it. Like what the fuck was that? It fucked me up for like three years. Seriously, I've never touched mushrooms again. I have no desire to just because I've never because of that. Yeah, I've never been in a situation where I can't control my. There was nothing I could do to bring myself back. I, I didn't even know who I was. Like, and the feelings of it were so intense. You know, like it was my long term boyfriend at the time. You know, and I'm like. I don't, I don't know who you are. Like, I know I feel safe and I know I must know you, but like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what my name is. I'm pretty sure I'm dying. And I was like convincing him that it was okay and to like, let me go. Like, it's okay. I'm just, I'm going to die now. Like, goodbye. You know what I mean? Which probably had to be a horrific trip for him. And I think I was like that for like six or seven hours. And he didn't know what to do. He was like, I didn't know if I should call your mom, call 911. Like you were just convulsing, eyes rolling back bunch of exorcist shit holy crap yeah i was really fucking and i just like it was so intense and the pain of my skin melting off my body like i can feel the heat of my vomit on my chest if i think about it like that's how real it was you know what i mean it was fucking wild how much did you take just say no kids honestly i think it was like a half eighth really did you have like maybe you had like a really acidic stomach or something like no i mean i did you have papa john's within four hours we did put it on pizza (laughs) that garlic sauce is the devil incarnate (laughs) right no it's just weird man what about you isaiah what's your uh i mean i don't really have a lot of um crazy tripping stories and honestly i think i might if i really think of it and it has less to do with the LSD and just happened to happen when I was on LSD. The first time I ever took it is when I quit my job here and then um, moved up to New York City to do stand-up. On the way up, I stopped at my friend Scott's. And that was like the best, most beautiful time. I did two hits. And that's what, because he's like, that's what, you know, Alex, Gray, and everybody. Yeah, it was yeah. a really fucking. Yeah. You were in like a super happy mode, like fucking a whole new yeah. chapter of my life has unfolded. I'm a young Isaiah. Everything is going great. Give me some of that acid. Of course. Right. It's just of course. Be and, great. and you know what? And that's what, that's what the message was from that acid trip that I was on the right path. I remember at one point laying down in the, um, uh, it was, yeah, it was just so picture perfect. Like it was like, it was like the most ideal first trip you could ever have. Cause I was with somebody that I trusted a lot. I really, he's a really close friend of mine. So when he told, tells me, you know, this is okay, or this is good. And also, uh, yeah, you do two hits because that's like the, 
that's like the spiritual kind of thing. Like you do one hit, but you can still like function kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, we took two hits, and it was he he lived up on this mountain in North Carolina, and it's like the same mountain where like Popcorn Sutton used to like fucking make moonshine. So it's are you familiar with like the moonshiners that show and stuff? No. no. Anybody? Anyway, they got a show called Moonshiners. It's like. Just that area of, of uh, North Carolina is very hilly fucking country hillbillies. And he lived on this mountain with like a few other people. But there's nobody like you could see around. And there was a creek that ran through. And uh, we we took it and we went outside. We started a fire. <clears throat> and everything, it looked like Lord of the Rings everywhere. Uh, I remember sitting on a rock for a really long time with a slug taking pictures of it for like, I can't tell you how many long. And then just staring at this rock and then watching the rock like become... <clears throat> You know, like when you before they lay like the skin over over an animation, it's just like that skeleton kind of like polygon mm-hmm. thing. That's what it looked like. It kept like the polygon shape of it would keep coming through like the that skeletal structure, and then it would like dissolve back into what it was. And I was just you know fascinated with it. And um, but one of my favorite parts, something I guess something that kind of sticks with me now, is on when we were like coming down, we were watching TV, and uh, we watched. American Ninja Warrior and dude it was first of all just being when the this was the thing that really stuck out the most is like when he put on the TV and he started flipping through the TV it was so fucking strange dude every single person on there looked like some kind of monkey dressed with makeup on like they just like they just took a monkey and they just fucking scribbled (laughs) makeup and they said get out there and then every single person like all the news anchors everybody they looked like they were dead in the eyes and like they were just saying someone else's line. And then yeah. he turned to fucking Chris Hart. And Chris Hart was the only person that like looked like a person. It was the only person that like seemed true to what he was doing. Because he was saying his own words. He was being yeah. himself. And out of everybody on there... Is that the like the host of American Ninja Warrior? Chris Hart? Yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah, the comedian. I knew what Kevin you Hart. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the producer. That, it's ironic that you mentioned that though, because um, I've Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. We watched You Catch Your Predator multiple times. When I've tripped, I've watched uh, Killing Him Softly or For What It's Worth. Right. Dave Chappelle truly is my favorite comedian, and uh, and I know exactly what you mean. Like watching something. One time I tried to, I had tripped. Mm-hmm. And I came home and my wife was watching The Office and I couldn't handle it the couldn't, awkward couldn't watch it and like the right actors i believe it and everything, yeah like it just couldn't handle it It looks like a bunch of people acting yeah but then yeah. i watched dave Chappelle and i was like this is fucking awesome you know because he's like into it man i told <laughs> you motherfucker right. he's acid proof yeah that's right, right too, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to derail it but no I, that's I, exactly I know that experience and that's yeah that's exactly what it was and that really stuck with me and then also like i remember just getting into this big like this big not debate but like this philosophical thing about how uh american ninja warrior it's been on for like five or six seasons and i'm like there there will never be a winner of american ninja warrior and like i just went on this whole tangent and i'm pretty sure there still isn't one um there is winners of the ninja warrior in japan but it's just the way the show is set up and like what you have to literally dedicate like 40 hours a week to training and trying to overcome this obstacle obstacle course just to fucking beat it you can't just go I feel like oh i've yeah. seen youtube clips over dude hitting the button is that not the what you're talking about? The you, be, you hit the button every round yeah but oh. no one's ever so what you do is you do the first the first part the next episode you first and second next episode you first second third until oh. the very end where you have to go all through each one to make it up to the top at the very yeah. end in a row in a row by the last time by the last time you run it you start from the very beginning you go through the whole thing 
Oh wow! Yeah, and and the there's been like two or I think there's two guys in Japan who have who have won it because that's where it started, but they made it so like the amount of money isn't that much. The amount of money is if, if you actually take the time that it takes to like achieve the course, like and train to achieve the course. At the end of the day, that amount of money is not that it's much. It's not even going to cover it's the not, training DMT. No. Like the, yeah, exactly. All the fucking <laughs> shrooms you got to shove up your ass and all that kind of stuff. But it's it was really, really interesting. Like You can't just show up to Ninja Warrior and be like, oh, yeah, well, I skateboard a lot. Or I was in the military and I'm pretty fit, so I'm going to come mm-hmm. out here and do it. And that's what every single dude was or every single girl was like, I do a yoga class. So I'm pretty strong. I'm going to do it. And they, dude. Dude, I will say, you know who always killed it? Anytime they said... And this is uh, Hayato Takashi, and he is a fireman in his local town. The firemen yeah. always did really well. I was like, damn, firemen are jacked. <laughs> yeah, firemen know what's up. But it was, but that was, uh, and I, as last time I checked, there had still never been an American Ninja Warrior winner. It's it was like five or six seasons when I started. Can I can I, I tell you a related LSD story? This sure. is something that just came to me. Like three weeks ago. Sometimes I'll wake up on a Saturday morning and just, I love Saturday mornings. I go back to bed, get up again. There's nothing like going back to bed. There's nothing free. like it. You get up and you're like, it's fucking 10. I don't have shit to do. My kids aren't playing basketball because of this fucking thing. So I love this fucking horrible thing. Anyway. <laughs> uh, COVID makes it easy to be a dad. I'll fucking tell you. I was like, I got to get up, I guess. But I don't know. And I fucking put on, I just started doing the mindless flipping thing. And for whatever reason, I looked at a YouTube video and then I got to like a second one. And it was a documentary about this guy, Doc Ellis. He was a, an actual oh, yeah. pitcher for the yeah. Pirates. Yes. Yeah. Pitch a no-hitter. Pitch a yes. no-hitter on fucking acid. On and they acid. did like this funky, like anim- semi-animated, like pseudo-documentary. It's kind of short about him being like, I, I never wasn't fucked up when I pitched. Let me just set that straight. <laughs> but this particular day, I thought I was pitching on Saturday. And they told right. me I was pitching on Friday. He was like, I couldn't even see who I was fucking throwing to. I could tell if they were on the left side or the right side. That was it. I kind of knew my teammates were kind of buzzing that something was happening. He fucking pitched a no hitter on acid. That's yeah, because he had the, he thought he had the day off, like you said. So he dropped a bunch of acid, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, man, you got to pitch." <laughs> He's like, "What?" <laughs> That's pretty fucked yeah. up. That is fucked up. Because amazing, my though. acid experience is like I'm not no functional. Yeah, I'm pitching, the type of guy that like game? they need to have someone helping me maneuver. You know, I, some people talk about energy. driving on acid, man. and I like can't even. Yeah, you can't, I have I've so many it. people that I've done it so dude, many times. Could, I, I, don't, I think it affects if I tried. me differently. I'm telling you, if man. If you have the mindset like I'm going to be functional, I'm just doing this. Your mind will be like, all right, we're just putting this off to the side. But yeah. if you're like, let's get all fucked up right. and Which puke is, on our chest, all and right, cry <laughs> and cry, then that's what you're going to do. You're not going to be driving. You know? <laughs> no, but like, it's I know, totally. No, yeah, I know that like a lot of people are sensitive to like what media they consume or like what music you listen to, and like. For me, like I've played Diablo, listening to metal, tripping, and just being like, "Man, I'm so fucking good at this game!" Like, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It, like when you start then playing a game, comes in, they're like, "Why is Justin so intent on that fish tank?" Fucking raging on Diablo. <laughs> just like music. He's just yelling. <laughs> the fish fight each other. Like he thinks he's playing Diablo. Just let him have it. Just you don't interrupt yeah. him, man. It's no fucking wig. It totally does put you. It makes you more adept at shit and you don't even realize it like and, and it seems so easy when you're doing it you don't even realize oh my god that you're guitar? so much better yeah you're, or like any like video games like we used to all play this video game super smash brothers a little fighting game yeah and i was always like maybe third or fourth best and there was this one time when i when i i was on uh acid and everybody else wasn't and i was so i could see i could like the my 
game intelligence and like what they were going to do every i could it's like i read them like a fucking book and I, it was so easy i was like are you guys fucking with me right now yeah. like it really seems like i was like everything you're like i had to i was like throttling myself to not just like destroy them so they wouldn't be like dude but i think what it does i think it strips away your kind of schema and like mm -hmm. it takes away your filters and it takes away your preconceptions like when i play guitar and i'm tripping or like for instance i'm not a good piano player i can play but i am not good there was one time in my life where i have a i had an upright in my house a little upright piano and i was tripping and i was like yeah why not and i just sat down i started playing and it just made just fucking, fucking sense out. and i'm not saying like when you're real drunk like, cause sometimes I'll, I'll write like a metal riff and I'm drunk. Like, this is fucking sweet. I listen to it the next day. I'm like, what, what? is wrong with you? <laughs> like, it wasn't, it's not in time. It's like just bad. It wasn't like that. It was what you were talking about. Yeah. Like laser focus, no filter. And you know, one thing about the, the show is, that they said, and I, I'm sure you guys have had this experience. Cause I know the first time I tripped, there's a very, very specific vivid memory I have of staring at the sky and looking at my friend Devin and saying, if everyone in the world did this once, right. we wouldn't right. have any David Cross problems. said that. David Cross yeah. said, was that he the one? I knew someone in the show said that, but I, I know that feeling, and, and I think it's true. And I think that if you're listening to this and you're open to it, try it. Take the advice in the show, have a good environment, have a good playlist of music set up, have someone you trust there, all that good stuff. If you're not open to trying psychedelics, try guided meditation yeah so like one of the guided meditations I, I i was doing they do like a 30 day workshops where you meditate every day on this guided thing and it's on a topic and the one i did most recently was about kindness and one of the things they did was they said i want you to one day because every day is different they were like i want you to think of one time you did something really nice for someone and i want you to f see how they felt that you did something not thinking of something in return and I want you to feel that feeling. And then they say, you know, it, I know it's kind of cheesy, but like, honestly, if you're open to it, it's, it's not. They're like, I want you to take that feeling and I want you to envision it as a ball of light. And then I want you to like put that ball of light on you. And then I want the light to expand and just see how far you can make it expand to your house, to the city. Can you see the world? Like how far out can you go? And, and then at the end, he's like, okay, so now I want you to do something nice for somebody. So that day I went and got Starbucks for me and my wife about a $20 gift card. I was like, Hey, just pay for some people's coffee. And then the next day was like, okay, now think of when someone's done something nice for you. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is that you can still train consciousness, you can still train empathy, and you can still learn these lessons without doing these psychoactive drugs. So if you're not interested in doing drugs, but you're interested in some of the revelations that we've been talking about, that we've all had, you can still achieve that with, with meditation for sure. Yeah, and, But it's also fun to do and go to a concert. Dude, it really <laughs> is. Just do it do a lot of it, man. Yeah. yeah, I've done that plenty of times. That's I like that in the, the Fred Willard thing in there, he turns around and he goes, just hang on, man. <laughs> yes. And that was to Mark Maron. Mark Maron. Did you see that part? I yeah. missed the last. Like, so yeah, Mark Maron is telling this story where he's like, yeah, he's, he's uh, I was he at a concert. He'd asshole on acid, Mark Maron. He's like, maybe. He'd be I mean, like that guy, you have to be like, I don't know, man. He fucking said he puked on his chest. He's crying. Can you watch him? I'm trying to fucking watch <laughs> There's no puke on him. Man. He's, he was talking about how he was at a concert and, uh, he was sitting there waiting for, I think it was the Grateful Dead to come on stage and he was just like freaking out. And there was this dude sitting in front of him or uh, that looked like he had done a bunch of ass, like one of the older ass guys. And then look. Mark Merritt did this thing. He's like, you know, they just, they just move different, you know, man. And I love he started that, yeah. doing it. I was like, they do do that. <laughs> they, really they do that. Do. And uh, he tapped the guy on the shoulder and he turned around and he, he said, hey man, in a minute, 
Jerry Garcia is going to come out there and, and him and his guitar are going to be like, and, and the dude just looked at him and went, just hang on, man. And then he turned around <laughs> and uh, Mark says that he's really took that advice to heart and he's like, use it in his life uh, now still just hang on, man. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Bum Sleds. Are you sick of constantly walking? Walking from the house to the car, from the car to the office. We heard the cries, and our answer is bum sleds. Glide luxuriously on a sled with the power of man. A recent no poor in public ordinance has blessed our foundation and aided our growth. That's right, we're a charity. Humanely trapped drifters and street people are released back into the environment rigged with our all-terrain sleds, keeping them safe from the law because they're now volunteers. Together we can eliminate the hell of walking. We suggest a donation of $20 a month with a subscription. Bum sleds. We're a charity. Um... What would we? What are we gonna rate this thing? What's the top one? What's like must watch? Uh, must watch, yeah. Yeah, I say must watch. Must watch, yeah. Greg? Yeah, I, it was definitely entertaining. I would say definitely you should watch. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I love the way they did it. They made it really entertaining. It was light. It was light. It yeah. was entertaining. But it, you know, it people had some stories that if you were open to them, you they could hit you pretty well. Ben Stiller hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? Ben Stiller was kind of like I don't know. I had a couple of wine coolers. What's the big fucking deal? I know. Can we get on to the next movie where I can make a bunch of fucking money and show my dad what a fucking great guy I am? What a dweeb. (laughs) Dweeb. You will never, ever be anything. Could you imagine having Jerry Stiller? But what's so funny is when he told the story when he was on ass and he went home and he called his dad and they were on the set of Honeymooners, him and his mom. And he said, Dad, I'm on acid. And he said he could feel his dad like freaking out or he could feel his dad like connecting. He goes, and he goes, he's like, I'll never forget it. My dad goes, son... I know what you're feeling like. One time when I was 10 years old, I smoked a pack of, I smoked a Pall Mall and I, I was puking everywhere for hours. And it's just, dude, that's such a <laughs> yeah, Jerry. It really is. Like, dude, there's no fucking comparison. No, I know what you're going through. I once smoked a un- Pall Mall. It was an unfiltered. You right. don't understand. It was terrible. My grandmother smoked them. I just wanted to feel like a man, you know. Ben? Thank you. I was going to say Jerry. <laughs> dude, it was, I thought that was the funniest thing because that's so. Uh, Jerry. Yeah, it is. Uh, Christy, what are we? What are you gonna? Surprisingly, I'm just gonna say watch it if it's there. Yeah, I think I actually, wanted so yeah, much more yeah. from it. I was like kind of disappointed. It was good, light, entertaining. You like, wanted more, like I just wanted more discussion or something, or like at least somebody to kind of lead the discussion, or like not necessarily be super informative or anything. I don't know. I just feel like it could have had more, and then I feel like that would have like intensified the comedic relief of everybody else's story. Yeah, I think that's it just could have been produced in a different way so watch if it's there it was good i enjoyed it yeah but i wouldn't be like hey man you gotta watch this thing actually man i think that i i i'm gonna change my changing it no that makes right. that makes a lot of sense right yeah it, it wasn't like a definitive like oh no, you're yeah right. no they really got it was just a bunch of fucking yeah celebrities i mean it's fucking been a, around yeah. town they're fucking around stories. i think you know 
it's been on my list pretty much since it came out and I still haven't watched it. And then the NBC is what made me finally watch it. So if it was a must watch, I probably would have jumped on it. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of those things you'd add yeah. to your list. And you're like, nah, someday I'll yeah, watch yeah. it. So. I did kind of want to hear more from Sting because I feel like Dude. people that have these amazing, they're like, so we get into the G6. I'm going to see the Dalai Lama. <laughs> We're on the fucking exact hilltop. He's, you know, it's like, that's the story I want to hear. Yeah. Not Dave Cross like, oh, dude, we used to make ramen and fucking I puke. Right? Puking all over my fucking chest. I freaked out. I want to hear Sting and like Sting I want to is like one of my from... favorite people in the whole thing. I was loved like, it. He was like, yeah. two seconds. He was like, oh, you know, I, I can't really explain to you people. I gave I birth to a cow. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, that shit was, cool, was wild. That was a cool story. That, that was yeah, a cool that was story. really cool. Could you imagine? He there was probably so much left out of that story that we didn't hear. Like all these realizations. I know. I know. Being on uh, what he's on peyote. Yeah. And fucking birthing a yeah. cow. Can you help me real quick? I'm kind of busy. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be like this terrifying story where it turned into this really bad trip. And then the way he described it and had this big, beautiful moment about life. It is Fuck beautiful. yeah, man. That sounded awesome. Yeah. That'd be crazy. But before it, you didn't like Sting. You're like, the whole time you're like, this like, is you... making me like yeah, Sting. Yeah, like, that's so bad. Dude. It was like you two. You <laughs> don't know what think I mean? him like Sting. Think of him as a lead singer of the police and you like him again. And then you like him. <laughs> I just learned the other day that the wrestling Sting pays that Sting royalties to use the name stop yeah i thought he just paid him in like wrestling favors stuff. wrestling yeah, favors cash that's cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm sting with an e i have to say it every time because the fucking other sting it's is a prick stingy what is a what is a wrestling favor like hey i got this that's ladder I, I need you to move you know? <laughs> well, funny if i'm on dmt right now would you come wrestle the chap for me hey <laughs> hey, hey sting yeah it's, it's sting it's you know the real sting yeah i got a favor to ask you i got too many fucking folding chairs can can you and your buddies come over here and just kind of like Bend him up a little bit so I can fit him in the garbage can. <laughs> I wonder how much he made off of this wrestling I mean, sting. I don't. I, I don't know if the wrestling sting is still around. I learned that on uh, your mom's house because we we're going through that whole wrestling back and forth. Somebody mentioned that. I think I would put it in the same spot. Uh, watch it if it's there because that's how I generally feel about all psychedelics. Is that they'll find you when when you need them, like. If you're maybe you're going through some stuff, you might be somewhere, and somebody might just happen to have some some mushrooms or something. That's it'll find you when it needs to find you. So just like that, just like hallucinogens and psychedelics themselves, this show should also just find you. You know? Yep. That's what we were talking about. I love when I feel like when you and me were watching that. That's where like realized like I'm such a big advocate for LSD and like whether you're saying you're microdosing, taking half a hit, one, two, four, five, whatever it's offered you. And, and I love it. And I love to advocate it to other people. I love to open their mind and help them do it. But at the same time, it was so weird because I was watching that. I realized I'm like, I don't really want to do that right now. Or I, I don't yeah. see myself wanting to do that in the foreseeable future. And that's when we like started this big conversation, how funny it is, different places you are, points you are in your life. And those things are around. And like, those are the big, beautiful moments. Like I plan on doing it again someday yeah. for sure. You know what I mean? But I was surprised that I didn't really feel like doing it at all yeah. anytime soon. Absolutely. You know I, I, mean? I feel Yeah, I feel the exact same way. So wait, lying in bed watching Netflix with Isaiah and you didn't feel like doing it right now. I think we captured the moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's <laughs> different. We're talking about something. Anyway. Wait, where did Greg put it? I, I liked it actually because yeah. I, I rated the kind of the same, but I really like all the people that were talking. Like, I love Dave Cross. I, yeah. If Loved Dave Cross people, wants yeah. to talk about going camping with his grandmother, I want to hear it because I love Dave Cross, you know? Uh, Kroll and um, Sheer, Sheer, and even the Nick Offerman thing. I like all those guys. So yeah. it was fun for me. So I mean, wish, I'm going to finish it. Sarah I want to see you wanna, yeah, definitely finish it. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good spot. We have three 
watch it if it's theirs but it's like on the high end like you should be excited about watching yeah it. but uh and you know definitely watch it if it's there. really it's watch more it something <laughs> really really just kind of if you got to bump into it and this week is greg's week for yeah uh, so i'm going NBC. with what's popular on netflix right now how about the office in space space the force office in space force <laughs> i like <laughs> it i good. thought the office in space was ridley scott's alien because they had some like interpersonal drama and awkward tension, you know? And it was filmed in a documentary type style? No, it's Aliens from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> One of the oh. greatest sci-fi movies to ever exist. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to argue. Any spaceship kind of has an office feel to it with all the... Wait, 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 wait. No, did James Cameron do the first one or, or was that Ridley Scott? I think it was the second one he did. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. And I've never seen it, but I can... But I Greg Daniels Dude, definitely did Space Force. You it's ha- like very, very similar. <clears throat> Everyone's getting mad at me for all the movies I've mm. never seen. Um, I think it's funny that Fred Willard. When you is in, watch forty six hours of anime a week, it is really hard to catch look, regular I don't live have, action yeah. American stuff or whatever. I don't have a watch. second for anything else. Okay. Yes. You just don't understand. Uh, Fred Willard's yeah, also in that. Yeah, I don't understand how someone can not have seen Alien or Aliens. Yeah, like the list would blow your oh mind. I don't know. God. I don't know, Justin. Let me ask you this: Have you seen five hundred and seventy five episodes of One Piece? Yes. No, I didn't. No. Come on, buddy. 575? That's I, not even... That's like half of them. My plan Stop. is to watch two and then take some DMT and just <laughs> get the rest of them done. The rest of it download the rest of them from the cloud? Yes. From the Akashic Records. From the Cloud. And so, yeah, next week, guys, if you watch Space Force, which, of course, you're going to watch Space Force because you're a huge fan of the Millennial Book Club mm-hmm. and Road Soda and everything we do here, and you want to be a part, so... Call in with your reviews to two. Oh shit, I forgot my own number. 706 200 1213. Leave a message. Maybe you have a psychedelic story. Jeff, yes. Nelly, do you? Uh, what about Grant? Anybody else, if you have a story, a psychedelic story, you can send that on in to roadsodamail at gmail.com or it could be a review on Space Force or whatever you want to do. Just send us anything. We don't care. Just please acknowledge that we're here. <laughs> Is that too thirsty? All right. Next week, Space Force. That was a long book club. Love it. One forty-four, one hundred forty-four road sodas on the wall, and I'm not even. Who's the fairest of the? I don't think that's that's not gonna do it. (laughs) I thought we were on a thing. Yep. And. I'm not, I don't even have a, I, I didn't even catch a buzz yet. I'm trying to catch a buzz. Greg, what was your thing? You're trying to catch a buzz. Buzz a catch. catch a buzz. Trying to catch a buzz, yeah. Oh, buzz catch him, the Pokemon guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta catch him, buzz. Okay. So, guys. <laughs> Gotta buzz a catch. This is buzz, buzz a catch. Wow, we're really digging here, guys. Someone someone said that Please. at the Bud Light Labs. How do we come on? We're gonna get more kids. Okay. Gotta catch a buzz. <laughs> Bud Light Dirty Rack. I wouldn't be surprised if that was legitimately something I was almost on TV. It was on a whiteboard. It was on a whiteboard. At the least, it was on a fucking whiteboard. How young would you say we can ethically advertise? To? It's, it's yeah, the guy who's going? on his I mean, last leg at the advertising. He's like, all right, I'm just spitballing here. Just take it easy, okay? <laughs> None of you guys have anything. Just get up there. Let's just write this down. Let's just try it out. There is There's a, no wrong answers. There is a 60% untapped market, okay? Right. All under 21. 
Right. I'll show you right now. Just, Kids are already <laughs> drinking the stuff. I'll <laughs> take you back to my neighborhood. They're drinking it already. They're, they're in my pool right it. now. They're, they're chilling. They're at my house. My name's Jeffrey Epstein. This took a really weird Then turn. I turned over. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to... All right, guys. What did everybody learn on this? On the 144th episode, we learned something on every episode. Christy, what did you learn today? I really struggle with this part. I know. That's... I, like, really... I mean... That's why I'm um, I learned that I think I want to, like, uh, do a bunch of drugs with Justin and his Schumann. And his Schumann? I really, yeah, it's a really... His Schumann, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really... You want to be one of the Schumann? <laughs> I want to just do a bunch of drugs with them. They're guided drug trips. The guided, yeah. Where'd you go um, to do the ayahuasca? Um, so actually, I don't want to end it on a bummer, but uh, Ramon had passed away from a heart attack. Ooh. Why yeah. you gotta do that right now? Yeah, well, because I was just letting you know that like it can't happen. Uh, um, I, I, I don't. What really about Joaquin? It was Joaquin, the other the other shaman. No, he wasn't a shaman. Joaquin oh. was just kind of like my bridge to him, and I, I don't oh. really know anybody else. But um, <clears throat> but he what he would come to visit. It was it. Would you the one story that I told it was a I think a group of twelve to sixteen people but usually it was smaller than that and like fit like where where was it was like in Sarasota or yeah we do, wow. yeah Walking there is here. there is a church in Orlando where you can legally go and do an I oh really we yeah. would do it like out in the woods with a fire yeah so you got to do it that's how you should be doing it I mean a, a fucking church is kind of weird I mean it's not like a real church right right I mean they say it we get it Greg what'd you learn. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn, Greg? Uh, I learned a lot. I think I did not learn that uh, Christy was such a uh, acid aficionado. Thank you. Or that Justin is a aficionado of the harder, deeper stuff, the DMT <laughs> and the ayahuasca and shit. So, it's like the cocaine of the hallucinogen world. I mean, come I on. like hard metal, hard drugs, and hard dicks. That's right. right. I know that's right. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. Justin, what'd you learn? I learned that the monkeys in Japan, the unrest is increasing based around the property of their chocolate candies, and they're becoming smart enough to escape from their facilities, but that the Japanese government is covering up by calling all of the holes man-made. Yeah. They're clearly monkey-made hoes. So I feel like that, watch the news cycle, because first, you know, COVID, whatever that is, these riots, like, they're, I mean, fake news, and then next it's Mm -hmm. these monkeys. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, you know, right? Kind of say 70 monkeys can't make a... That's the type of clip you're going to hear in 10 years, like, when when monkey truthing started, let's let's go with a clip, and we'll hear from one of the first monkey truthers. You want to be on the the monkey side of history? You kind of sound like a monkey truther, though, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Blue Eagle, this is Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Pants. That was great. Uh, I learned if you're going to chase your dreams, don't chase them during a pandemic. Or you're going to end up in the desert Uh-oh. playing your music for bunnies. Like Lucas, name redacted. Name redacted. <laughs> One of the best, almost like Skrillex musicians we've heard of our time. The rabbit. Dude, he's the number one on the rabbit billboards. <laughs> well, the jackrabbits. Jackrabbits. The eastern hairs kind of think he's a poser. And the snowshoe? <laughs> they don't even know he exists. Nope. He might as well be. What was the name of that Norwegian band? Oh, the Swedish band. The Swedish band. Vilharda. Yeah. Vilharda. That's what they're into. Yeah. The snowshoes. The snowshoes. Oh the fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> Greg. Bro, this asymmetrical riffing pattern is fucking wild, bro. You will go get some kale. I don't know what do rabbits talk about. They talk about getting kale. Kale. I think Greg <laughs> likes. Greg likes metal just as much. As a dad should. Yes, Justin loves sour Zero. Cream. I tried <laughs> so hard to get Greg to get down on some metal. And 
everything he was like this all sounds exactly the same and it's like so different it's, it's like, like putting ketchup, mustard, yeah. and mayonnaise down, which I would never touch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Put ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard down, eating it, and be like, this all tastes the same. It all tastes the same. This is the segment where we bring up all the things that we didn't discuss one bit <laughs> on the actual show. Right, but I'm we sorry, discuss, Every sorry. time we stop, no. All right. We've all been, we've all been doing it, Justin. Just it's, pick a side, people. Speed metal or ketchup. Ketchup. That's all Sour cream. One or the other. Guys, thank you so very, very much for tuning into this episode of... Road Soda, and on next week's Millennial Book Club, we are going to be doing Space Force. Sorry, I wonder if it's anything like. Do you think Mel Brooks did this one? No. No. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. Mel Brooks is so wonderful. I know. When Spaceballs two, the search for more money coming out. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Good. Got one in. Uh, yes, so if you have any reviews about Space Force, you can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com or you can call in and, and leave a message, 706-200-1213. Uh, also, if you have any cool psychedelic stories, some crazy trips where you, I don't know, found yourself <clears throat> naked in, in someone else's house bleeding from your from your face or something, I don't know, some shit happens. What about Detura? Anybody ever done Detura? The I thought you were talking about detritus, which is like. I thought you were talking about Deterra, the essential. Is that the title? Deterra. So Deterra is is angel's trumpet. <clears throat> it's oh the, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it um you eat the seeds and you eat the seeds by like the hundreds. So like one trip will be like two hundred seeds. You eat five hundred. It's a disassociative hallucinogen, and a, there's like stories of people in Colombia like grinding it into powders, and they'll be like, "Can you read?" Like they'll hand like the beggars will hand you a note. And some sometimes the note will be like, I need money. Can you ha- give me money instead of like talking? But on that piece of paper will be like the dust from like Deterra. And you'll go into like some kind of fucking trance. And they'll be like, okay, now let's go to your ATM. And then you're going to give me all your money. And you go, okay, let's go to the ATM. All the money, I'm going to give it to you. And that shit, there's like, yeah. What? Those are, those are stories. Why did we wait so long to bring this up? Oh, I don't know. I just didn't remember. Uh, yeah, Deterra is crazy shit. It's what the, it's, it's like what they use to synthesize or make PCP, I'm pretty sure comes from angel's trumpet but yeah those stories if you go on like those crazy like forums and shit and look up uh uh stories about people taking detura it's never not crazy never <laughs> fucking not crazy someone's like i took 200 seeds an hour past i was like whatever my babysitter like the person that they had hanging out with them was like yeah it doesn't look like you could take it any and then so i took 400 more and then they took 200 and then it was like, and then I woke up three days later in two states away, naked. What? Yeah, I've, I absolutely have read a story like that. Real crazy stuff. <laughs> so if you have a story like that, uh, write into roadsodamail at gmail.com. Also, you know, write, write in for Space Force or if you have a news article, if you want to tell us how awesome you think all of us are, that's cool too. Write, write us a review rate us has everyone at this table written a review for their own podcast I think oh, most we, definitely. yeah we all know i have in my mind i've written several greg have you written a review have you us? really never done that <laughs> have you written a, i can't that's fucking i've weird. yelped I, the shit out of this podcast I, don't ever look up roads on any because i <laughs> take umbrage not enough <laughs> parking <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much greg you tell everybody what they got to hear yeah, get some sleep tonight to do the ayahuasca during the day. Or if you're going to do the ayahuasca, get some sleep the next day. Make sure you're getting it. Mm, balance it out. Balance it out.